This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. Welcome back to the Gamers Lounge Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is Eric Dennis and Nathaniel. What is going on, everyone? Hello, hello. <laughs> How's it going? It same is, old, same old. Yeah, it is going. Um, yeah, we. Yep, yep, yep. Didn't have a show last week because of things going on here. So, but that's okay. We're we're back again this week, and that's okay. Yeah, better late than never. Yeah, that's, that's true. Same. Yep, that's, that's right. right. It's all that matters. Yeah, so that's our fiduciary. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, I don't know. We don't get any money, so it's not like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not like we make any money at this. So it's like you know fiduciary, right. whatever. So, but uh, but yeah. So, but anyway. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, what we've been playing. Uh, any kind of game things we might have been doing if we haven't been playing games. Um. I guess I'll start, because um, I haven't played a ton. I did play Sea of Thieves while, since our last show, they had a, like a, I don't know what you call it, a road map to what they were going to be doing for the next year in Sea of Thieves. And it, uh, they're starting a monthly adventures is what they're calling it. So every, every month for two weeks, they run an adventure and, uh, this week was part one. And then in five weeks will be part two, but you only have two weeks to complete it. It only takes an hour. I mean, it's not like it's a long, you know, adventure thing that takes yeah. days or weeks to, you know, to complete. It only takes, it only took me an hour is all it took me. So, um, but it's pretty cool though. Um, it started out early in the week, uh, when they did the update, you know, like the, the whole uh, some of the islands got covered in mist and people were gone off of it. Uh, Golden Sands was the main one. So like you can no longer go to, you can go to Golden Sands, but like none of the people are there. The Everything's blown up and burned down and it's like, what's going on? And you know, and all this. So um, are they doing some sort of like environmental storytelling that way? Yeah. Like live, like with this roadmap. Cause that'd be really cool. Cause I know like, you know, regardless of how anyone feels about Fortnite, I know Fortnite kind of does that where it's like, you know, every time like the map, First of all, the map changes every, I don't know, they call it chapters, I think. Yeah. But um, but as, like, throughout a season, though, it will literally, like, shapeshift, right? So, like, one right. day you'll log in and all of a sudden, like, 
this piece of ground that was perfectly, you know, it looked like it was a perfectly like mowed lawn, you know, but now all of a sudden the next day it's got like, you know, maybe like some, some crazy, uh, uh, asteroid, like a big crater, you know, like yeah. an asteroid just hit it all of a sudden. You're like, oh, what the, what's that? You know, where that, where that come from? And then, like, you know, through that, they're kind of telling the story of like, oh, and then they'll just kind of introduce it later in like a season pass, or, or you know, as you're playing of just like, yeah, now we have this, you know, invasion of, uh, you know, people, and it's like the end of the world or something. And then all of a sudden, it turns into some Fallout theme thing. I don't know. They always kind of do that every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, like, it's them. it's something like that with this. You know, they did the a patch update and then. And like they didn't really tell anybody, but like several islands all of a sudden just had green mist on them, um, yeah. just in, you know, just enveloped in green mist. You're like, well, what's that all about? Yeah. And Flameheart yeah, disappeared. Cool. You know, he would always appear in the sky and have the ghost ships, and all those disappeared yeah. for some reason. You know, so it's like, okay, well, that's you know, that's weird. You know, what's that all about? Hey, it's uh, it's Mike. How's it going, Mike? Good to see you in the chat, man. Um, it, uh, you know, so it, the things like that changed and then they, then they announced their roadmap and they're like, oh yeah, this is, this is what's going to happen. This is what's, you know, we're planning, we're planning these adventures every month and they're timed adventures. So, you know, uh, once you, if you miss, you know, if you miss one, you don't, you can still play the next one, but yeah. Yeah. But like I said, they're just like little hour adventures there. I did it by myself. It was really cool. What was really hilarious was, is was, I did it the first night and like everybody was doing it. So, <laughs> so people were like, you'd land on the, you'd land on golden sands and there'd be like seven boats or however many server boats you can have, you know, six or whatever it is. Everybody was there and everybody's like, we're not here to hunt people. We're just here to do the adventure. Hey, how's it going? You yeah. guys go ahead and do what you, <laughs> I was like, Whoa, civil people all of a sudden in this game. Wow, it's amazing! <laughs> it's like, amazing. Why can't we do this all the time? You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was it's cool. So I had to play it again because you know I was on the road playing it. So Nikki will want to play it. So we'll try to try to get it in next weekend before it goes away. Because then it's I think then it's four weeks. I think it's four weeks because it's five right now. So it'll be four weeks then the next one. So mid March. So every every month you'll have a new one. I have no idea how long they're. I think that's really stupid. Like (laughs) you're artificially turning a thing off so that it's like a a two weeks only thing. But like, there's no reason you can just like leave it there till you switch to the next one or do like four weeks and then a week in between or something. But like two weeks only is just like, but okay. Yeah, episodic thing because especially if people like forget or just don't make it in time, maybe there's just people picking it, uh, see if these up for the first time. It's like you know, they, right. you, especially if it's supposed to connect over time. Then all of a sudden, if you're jumping in the middle of it, you're like, I don't nothing. Then none of this makes particular any particular sense. So, yeah, and you know, yeah. and plus they're throwing in a new character, you know. So it's like, well, you know, if you're new, then you all of a sudden you get in, you're like, well, who's that? Why is this? Especially if you get halfway through it, it's like, well, who's yeah. Bell? what's all that about of course i already knew who bell was because of the the novel that they had out she was in the novel sure. so you know that was uh you know that kind of helped um uh things but i don't know i mean yeah it seems kind of silly i would think they would run it to the next one or they just leave them up but i i don't yeah. know how the story's gonna go eventually they're gonna have forts that'll come out of the water and you'll have forts to do now those are not going to go away but the story around those will be some of the adventure story. So, but you know, but still it's like, you know, why would you not just keep it up all the time for, you know, everybody to partake in, but maybe it has something to do with the way the story's going to go. I don't know. Uh, 
I guess we'll see. So that's just another thing that I got to try to remember to do at least <laughs> once a month to carve out an hour or two to sit down and do it, which that's uh, probably why they do that. So it's like making people think like, Oh, I've got to play it. So they get more people on all the time. Who knows? Yeah. But... And, and, and like I said, everybody was cool on it. So it was like, Oh, well that's, that's nice. <laughs> it's probably the most important part. Cause honestly, a lot of that limited time stuff can get very, uh, either stressful or just you give up really quick. So you're like, you know, it's not worth it if I'm going to just keep dying every 10 seconds because here I am trying to do it, but literally I cannot because no one's letting me. You yeah. know? And it's like, it's just an unfortunate way to miss content that you are trying to experience, you know, because you're literally everyone else has ruined it for, ruined it for you. you yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody was cool. I mean, like that Atlanta on Allen was like, we come in peace. Hey, that's fine. I'm, <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? I'm leaving. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Follow me I mean, if you just, want to know what's next. <laughs> the whole game of Sea of Thieves is that for me at this point. It's like I, I played it some, had some fun, but I don't think I'll ever play it again. Yeah. You know, I I still play it. <laughs> Unless least... I can play it like PvE or single player or something, then I might because it's a fun world to go around. But with all the like people who are just roll up on you when you're just fishing and blast you with cannons from yeah. your ship which while is, you're standing is... on a dock, it's like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, and that's the huge problem with games like that right is that you know i mean i i think I, I feel like more than any other game i see stories from red dead redemption 2 of people just being like man i can't go anywhere without all of a sudden just getting you know my feet around a lasso and then just being dragged you know, yeah and i mean that was that's what's bad about red dead it's like you know it's hit or miss you'll sometimes roll up on jerks and they'll just and it's like oh, i'm done playing it online because i can't do it now i will say I've been playing it single player for about the past month by myself, maybe a couple hours every couple of evenings. And the other night was the first night I actually had somebody just be a jerk. I haven't had anybody even mess with me, you know. But a lot of times I get on the server and go, oh, there's two Reavers on here. I'm off. I'll go find, oh, there's no Reavers. Okay, cool. You know, if if there's Reavers, people running Reavers, that's definitely PvP. And they're just going to be out to sink everybody just for the crap of it. So, but it hasn't been too, too bad. Um, but the adventures thing is cool. And like I said, it seems like most people are being pretty cool about it too. I'm guessing since it's a little, uh, you know, limited time. And I mean, it's not... It's not like you're getting big money or big rewards out of it. So, you know, I mean, you're getting little cosmetic things and, you know, you're getting some lore. So seems to be everybody's being cool about that. So as long as everybody's cool, I'm cool. <laughs> Can we all be cool? <laughs> there you go. They need to put emotes in the uh, game that's like, a, you cool? I cool. Yeah, I cool. I'm cool. Surprise! I feel like there is something like that. Well, not oh, like there probably is, thing, but like some sort of like emote that's like, "Hey, hey, look, I'm not hostile." There are oh, so sure. many emotes in that game. There probably is something yeah, that would I mean, work. I would hope that. so. I can't yeah. keep up. Well, this is a lot. I, I can't imagine there not being, but who knows? Um, the other thing was is, and it's in our news story, but the the Cyberpunk uh, 1.5 patch came out uh, this week, uh, which brought all the next gen. I say next gen. I guess I should start saying current gen uh well, like that's alongside and... it too because it's just like here's all these new things plus it's also on ps5 and series x at the same time we're just doing all at once this time just like here you go yeah and <laughs> i um of course i had my I, I didn't i don't have a dig i didn't have it digitally i had it um, um physically on the, on the xbox 
and and I got the Series S on the road, and I was like, oh man, that sucks. And I was like, wait a minute, I got Microsoft Rewards points, <laughs> and it's on sale since they announced the thing for like. 20, 20 bucks. I was like, I will just cash in rewards points and get it for free. So I downloaded it. I was at a hotel that actually had pretty daggone good internet. So I, I downloaded it while I was at work and came back and played it that evening. That, excuse me, I thought it was going to sneeze. That game is, they, that's what they should have, they should have waited and released it this week. It's, yeah, that's the reason why I stopped playing. I'm waiting for the full game to still come out. So That's yeah, close that's to the game that I got to play, plus yeah. improvements, because like just visually, I'm sure that it, from what little bit of footage I've seen, like the, the PS5, Series X, whatever versions of the game, oh, hey, this looks a lot closer to the PC version. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it does. Super, super shiny. Now, you know, I was playing it originally on the... Uh, series x anyway and i really wasn't having too many problems but it was enough that i was like you know what i'm gonna wait because i want to enjoy the game I'll, you know the story so i'll wait yeah. so i actually just you know on the series s it just you know the cloud just synced to it so i just started where i left off and the visuals at least i haven't booted it up on the uh, x yet but on the series s it looks flipping fantastic i mean the lighting looks better the frame rate's better um you know, the only thing on the Series S is it's running at 1440p 30. There's no 1080p 60, so it's only getting 30 frames a second. Where on the Series X, I can I can set it to do 60 frames. So I'm anxious to try that this evening when I have time, just to boot it up for a few minutes and turn on the ray tracing and play at ray tracing 30. Yeah, I've been um, wanting to jump back into it. Uh, the ray tracing looks nice in that game, like yeah, you know, especially if you get like a fluid frame rate because I, I started playing it on PC when it came out and I, I mean, I didn't spend as much time as I would have liked just because it was like, I just couldn't be comfortable with it because of all the problems that it was having. So, right. uh, but I enjoyed it and I've been really wanting to go back. It's just one of those that came out and I, I mean, just wait so I can properly binge on it. Otherwise, like I know, I know it's going to put a bad taste in my mouth because I could, it was starting to put a bad taste in my mouth playing it at, at launch. Um, yeah. So, uh, but thankfully, you know, that patches out. It seems to yeah, be. Yeah. I had a ton of lot. fun with it despite it's like it's a game that if it was anyone else it would be like this is a really good game that has some rough edges around it but you can like probably get past that it'll be fine it's not yeah. a perfect game yeah. kind of thing but because of it being cd project red and they came off the witcher 3 and just the insane amount of hype that cyberpunk had that's what kind of like caved it in on it plus mm -hmm. just the fact that it was on all the consoles and having all the problems there that just everything about cyberpunk was just all like terrible right. even though like if you played it on pc on a system that could handle it it was like, it was fine but yeah it wasn't bad it wasn't bad but yeah it, it it's was just enough there to even so it still has some issues in there that i'm glad that they've i know they've changed some of the things that i was a little bit annoying to me about just kind of like the interface and they redid a whole like skill tree and all sorts of stuff that yeah. i'll be probably replaying to dive in and see at some point I'm thinking maybe late spring or something by the time I get to it. It's like, hey, you put it out the week of Horizon, and the next week is Elden Ring. I will be playing those before I go back to Cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious yesterday when I went to pick up my copy of Horizon, which I didn't, I didn't put it in the notes. I did play it. I just booted it up and got to the little starting area, where, and I went, okay, looks really pretty the frame rate looks awesome i'll play it here after a while <laughs> you know, i'll play it a little later is 
I didn't want to. Well, I didn't want to get too. You didn't deep even into it. play much of the first game either, did you? I played about ten hours of it. Is all I played. Oh wow, yeah. So did you watch the intro cinematic and you're just like I'm so confused? I don't know any of these things that happened. In the nope. First game. I, I watched the cinematic. <laughs> I watched the cinematic and went, oh, all right. Well, now I don't have to really play the game if I don't want to. You know, I, I know the story. I I, I understand. Yeah, because if you haven't played, if you'd only played ten hours, like that whole intro is like, here's this major revelation from the first game yeah. and this major revelation and this one too it's all spelled out and it's like oh like you lose a lot of the impact yeah you, you do but in the first game but at least you know for starting the the second one you'll have like okay i know what's going on you yeah. won't be completely and, lost and i'm fine with that you know i yeah. I, I i tried to get I, it's not that i didn't like the game i did like the game but it's more i really i don't know it's <laughs> and that's what my buddy said. He said, "But you weren't playing open world games right now." Yeah, I know. I turned around and bought an open world game again, um, even though I said that I wasn't going to, you know. <laughs> but I did it anyway. <laughs> but you know, this one I I wanted to buy it one because you know I do like the I do like the story and stuff. So it's like, okay, I'll give this one a try. Maybe with your improvements and everything like that, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll enjoy it even more, you know. I I liked the first one, but not enough. It was just I was like, man, I just don't have the many hours that I need to put into it. I was hoping that maybe this one will be a little shorter, but it doesn't seem doesn't appear like it's gonna be any shorter. Look at looking at the map in the game, yeah. plus what everyone has said about it is like, no, no, it's gonna be the same length at least if or you know, depending on how much of the side right. stuff you go to. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I buy, I bought it now, so I'll have time to play it in the next five years. Um, you know, <laughs> like play that. a little bit, of, pay a little bit at a time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's me yeah. too. I'm like, Plus it's like, I'm not, I'm probably not going to take my PS5 on the road. So if I do play it, you know, being gone in the week, I'm probably only going to play it on a Saturday or Sunday anyway. So it's like, all right, that might be cool. You know, just play it on the weekends. It might not be too bad. It'd be like, oh, here's my weekend game, you know, but um, but I mean, yeah, it looks pretty. What little, what 15, 20 minutes of it that I booted up, it looks pretty. And I know Nathaniel will have a lot more to say about it. Cause I, I know I saw him, he's, he was on last night playing and I was like, yep, Nathaniel will be, he'll be halfway through the game probably by, by Sunday. There's, <laughs> no, it's way too big of a game for that. I have played a lot. Just that, that game is going to be way too huge. Yeah. I'm not, I think I th when I looked after I was done playing today on the thing, I'm at like 5% completion or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cyberpunk, oh, I'll, I'll wrap mine up by Cyberpunk. If you were thinking about getting it in your, on the next gen con, on the current gen consoles and you haven't, now's the time to get it. This is the game that yeah, maybe, maybe, I mean, it's maybe. So, so far it seems I've like. I've seen some issues with it where uh, people trying to upgrade versions, there's problems. Uh, see, I, I. Certain regions can't even upgrade it at all because uh, without like creating new accounts and other ones are just like having weird save corruption issues and all sorts of stuff. So maybe really read into that before you yeah. make it to your mileage maybe if you're starting from scratch then it seems like that's probably a little bit more okay but if you have yeah. played the uh game before and then you're upgrading it to the uh newer consoles then that seems to be where some issues yeah. are popping up for some people yeah so we'll see i i've i don't 
I don't know, it's installed on the hard drive. So when we get done here, I'm actually going to move it from the external to the internal and see. Well, no, I don't have to. I forgot. I've already downloaded it to my memory card. So on the Series S, all I got to do is plug my memory card in. It's already there. I don't have to update it. Never mind. It's all good. I'm good here. We've got a fresh install. It's fine. I'm telling you, that memory unit thing is just going in between systems. It's a freaking beautiful thing awesome. and then i forget about it because all my games that i'm playing are on that memory card so i can just swap back and forth it's like oh wait i don't need to move this one from this one it's already on here never mind forget it so <laughs> but go ahead nathaniel since we were talking about horizon zero dawn you can you can go ahead and if you want to talk about that next or if you want to talk about everything else before you talk about that but whatever what have you been playing i'll, I'll start with that because it's the biggest one on my list yeah. horizon forbidden west it's like they made a great game, and then they said, hey, here's all the things that are good about it. Here's the things that weren't as good about it. Let's improve on everything and do a game. And that's kind of my impression on it so far, because it's just like the first game when it came out, there's a lot of stuff about like, yeah, this is really, really good, but like the facial animations get weird or you know, character animation in general just isn't as detailed, partly because it's the generation. That's where... So far, it's impressing me the most. Yeah. They've got uh, performance capture th things in there, which I don't know. They might have had some of that in the first game. I don't remember. But just the fidelity of the character animations. Yeah, it is Plus amazing. just the character models, the like materials, like the skin textures, like within the early kind of like tutorial zone that you play the first hour or two of the game in, there's part where it starts raining and you can see like rain droplets on people's skin. It looks pretty realistic especially for a video game yeah they put a lot of detail in that but then also once you get into kind of the more uh open worldy map part of the area and you climb up to some tall stuff and you're looking out it's absolutely gorgeous partly because the you know better power of the ps5 lets them have further draw distances mm -hmm. so there's detail out further and just all the atmospheric effects that they have where like some tall mountain stuff out in the distance has mist and stuff around it and kind of cloudy stuff just the sense of scale is really really cool are you playing it on the 60 or are you playing it on the... oh heck yes That's no what I screw that yeah I 30 figured. frames a second does not exist for me if yeah i can get away from it i, I figured as much well and i i sat there last night when i booted it up and i right where you know you 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 meet the dude, you jump down, and then you can actually move around. I sat yeah. there for five minutes with staring at a wall at a at a wall of grass, going fidelity, performance, fidelity, performance. Can I see a big difference? Can I see a big difference? Nah, not really, you know. Um, but yeah, sixty all the way. I, I mean, I figured you were playing on sixty. I was just curious. So <laughs> yeah, my PlayStation's set to do that by default. Mine is too. Yeah. The game will just automatically be that. And yeah, because like, I don't know, it's just it's too slow. 30, 30 frames a second is too slow. Yeah, Especially for an action game. It's just like, nah, if you, if you have 60, I'm going to play it that way. Unless it just absolutely looks like trash, which nowadays it shouldn't. It should look fine. Right. Like, even if you can kind of tell the difference, it's still going to look really, really great. And like, honestly, I think stuff looks sharper uh, at 60 frames a second just because it's smoother for the movement and you're not feeling it. It's like not visually necessarily maybe, but it feels sharper and smoother just right. because you're not having the, you're not seeing the, the frames yeah. that you do at 30. Yeah, I, I think so too. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I I knew the answer to that question, but I thought yeah. I'd ask it anyway. <laughs> well, the game is kind of like, 
it's it's slow it's a let's start you out slowly kind of a game so it's like here we'll give you a kind of make first main mission where you were uh tutorializing you and you're going through this kind of uh bespoke area that you start the game in and you have like a little mini boss fight towards the end of it and then like okay now you're here's like the setup for what Aloy is supposed to be doing in this game. She thought she was going to find it here, but she didn't find it. So now she has to go to, out into the West to, you know, get these things. So then you go into kind of an interim section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says something like that or interlude. I don't know, but you're back to kind of Meridian area. That is the big city uh, from the first game. And you talk to some of the characters there, including the king character from the first game and some other people, you know, and then you move off and like, okay, you're on your mission. Now you're off into the, like the corner of the big main map and you have to do a bunch of missions in order to unlock a wall to get into the rest of the big giant map area. So it's kind of like, here's the small open world area to get you used to the game before we give you the whole map that will let you go crazy. So, and even that area is pretty big. So that whole map is going to be pretty giant looking at it is like oh okay yeah this is even game yeah but there's a lot of really fun things in there because it plays very much like horizon zero dawn but with some quality of life improvement things and some other stuff in there that's really nice so you still are going around picking up certain plants for healing items you pick up a bunch of tree branches to craft arrows and you still have the same kind of like weapon wheel that you pause and like rotate to whichever one and pick like your bow and arrow or your tripwire thingy or whatever you know weapons you have equipped and then and sneak through the tall grass you have your spear that you can you know sneak up and stab them or if they you're in an active fight you have your light and your heavy attacks and you can knock things down and get critical hits all that kind of stuff is still in there like the baseline of it but then they've added some stuff on top of that that you'll unlock through skill trees and stuff. So the skills tree is an actual tree this time, mm. whereas last time it was kind of almost like a skills list Yeah. that you would unlock things eventually. This one has, I think it's six categories. It's kind of similar categories to where it's like, here's some stealth stuff, here's your bow and arrow stuff, here is like traps, here is uh, like creature control or whatever, different thing categories. And you start with a, a thing at the top, and they all have kind of little things that are like passive effects, like you're a little bit better at you know sneaking, you're a little bit better at this skill or whatever. And then it'll like unlock other things for that you can do, and then you get like bigger skills that you can get to as you go down through the tree, picking up smaller ones. So like mm-hmm. the bigger ones cost a couple more skill points that, uh, that you're leveling up. And so there's all sorts of like things in there that are sort of similar to the first game and then just expansions of it for this feels more like an RPG skill tree this time around than it did the first game. Uh, so there's like a lot of like melee combos and things you can unlock. There's like different bow skills and all sorts of crazy stuff that I haven't gotten too far in because I'm not too far down the tree yet. I think I'm like level 8 or 9 or something in the game, so... I've only gotten a little bit way down a couple of the trees. Yeah. But, yeah, there's other, like, even minor things that are kind of uh, quality of life improvements. So, like, when you're picking up those plants that heal you, you can only have, like, ten of them in your pouch. But then you can get, like, by default, when you start, it's up to 20 more in your inventory. And then when you run out of the ones on your D-pad when you're healing, you can hold the button down. It will refill it from ones in your inventory. So in the first game, all the time, it would be like, your pouch is full, your pouch is full, you can't pick up any more of this. Right. This game, it's, 
okay, you've picked up how many you can hold in your hand, then you've picked up how many there in your on your person inventory. Then once you hit that, then it goes to your stash that just automatically goes to a chest that you have in all the like settlements and some camps uh, and stuff. Okay, that's cool. So you can go to that and refill it. So you're never very rarely just like Yeah, no, you can't hold it. Instead of that, it's like Hey, I'll send this to my storage for later. It's so yeah. that way you're not running around like here's all this stuff I could gather and I can't do it. I'll just ignore it. It's like oh, you can still pick it up. <laughs> Wasn't there a game that did that? What am I thinking of? I'm sure there is. They it's also have added. Uh, you can tell somebody at that studio is a Monster Hunter fan because they have a whole cooking thing now where you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It's not going to be as involved as that, but like you right. have like a chef dude in the first city that you get to that you can do a side quest for him to get him a new hand or whatever because he can't cook his signature dishes without it, and his last one broke. But you bring it back to him, and you can get uh, food cooked. That then will give you buff effects. So if you eat uh, this food, it will, you know, you'll do more melee damage. Or if you eat this food, then you have, you know, more resistance. Or if you eat this one, you have a little bit better on effect on this type of skill or whatever. There's, I think, there was like eight or ten or something different foods that I could get from that guy. I assume it will expand as the game goes on. And then I did notice in one of the skill trees that there's a thing that makes those effects last longer if you unlock it. So, yeah, there's that whole system. And the first time you go in there, there's this like really, really nice, fun montage animation of the dude cooking food. <laughs> <laughs> and what I saw, I was like, oh, man, this reminds me of the over-the-top animations in Monster Hunter games of cooking food. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could, that's cool. I didn't. I didn't realize there was that. I hadn't read it. Yeah, so there's kind of stuff. So yeah, so it was like there there were vendors and stuff in the first game, but it's mostly just kind of like the you could buy weapons or armor sets that kind of thing, which they still have that. But you also have like a potions guy, uh, and you have like that chef guy, and that's the first town. And I've I've picked up stuff for dyes, so you can dye your armor in this game. Somehow I haven't gotten that far to actually be able to do it. I've just picked plants that are like oh this is for dyes another quality of life thing that's awesome is every single item in your inventory when you look at it it tells you what is this for similar Mm. to how a game will be like this is a junk item you can just sell it to a vendor and not worry about it it does that but it also has other things where it's like this is used for crafting this specific type of thing this is a key upgrade uh item for weapons or you know whatever it will tell you what the thing is for uh, without you having to guess or like look it up in a bunch of different places it's just right there so there's a like the first game it has kind of like your notebook where you can look up machines and see what loot they drop what their weaknesses are what element they're weak to and strong against what you know different parts you can get from them so as you encounter them it fills that out it has a thing for all like the different characters so you can read their bios if it's like hey i remember what this person looked like from the first game but what were they again and you can read a couple paragraphs like oh yeah this is what they were there's just a lot of detail in all this different stuff that you can get. You have all a bunch of different collectible types, apparently, because I've got a few of them. One of them was a really cool, like, ruined thing, uh, ruined building I had to go into and, like, do a little bit of puzzle solving to get, like, a key to open mm. a door and then get some cool treasure collectible. And then there's some collectibles I found by climbing these tall towers. And then there's still, like, stuff I haven't got that's still, like, question marks in my list. So, yeah, it's definitely not a small game. There's a lot of stuff in there. I want the Lego. Have you seen the Lego that's coming out? I want the Lego. I have not. 
It's the what Lego they have. It's the it's it's uh, what are the what do they call the things that you climb on to unlock different things in the map? The little flat headed giraffe oh, things. Yeah, it's one of those. First game, yeah. yeah, I assume that they're in this game too. I just haven't seen one yet because I assume that'll be in the further area of the map that you've not really yeah. explored or whatever. I'm because I've heard they're still in the game. I just haven't encountered one. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that to come up on pre order. I, I kind of want to buy that. It looks cool. That would be a cool Lego set. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just, like, the climbing is different in this game. So in the first game, it was very much rigid, like, here's yellow things you can climb on. Right. And it's sort of, like, a half step past that, where there's still some things that are slightly yellow that you can see that you can tell, or slightly colored that does kind of, like, the video game thing of, this is a climbable thing. Some of them, it just looks like a rock wall until you send out, like, a pulse from your your, uh, focus and see all like the AR stuff, and then it will put the little like lines and things to say, "Oh, here's where you can climb." So it's yeah. kind of like take the halfway in between like the first game or like what Uncharted games typically do for climbing, and mm-hmm. then like Breath of the Wild on the other end. It's somewhere more in the middle of that. It's kind of you can't climb on everything, but you can climb on a few more things than you could in the first uh, Zero Dawn. You have a hook shot now that you get very early in like the tutorial part in this first part of the game that you can do. Like, they have uh, grapple points that you can just do, like, hit the jump button in midair and you'll automatically grapple to it. You don't have to switch to a tool. But then you can also switch to that same tool that does that and, like, pull certain things that have a specific surface on it. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, here's a special chest up on a ledge I can't get to, but it has that surface so I can yoink it off there and (laughs) to the floor and pick it up. Or, you know, here's a big old cube that I want to slide around, but I can't get it out. Let me pull it with my grapple first and then I can slide around the floor. Yeah. So they use it a little bit more in puzzle solving than kind of like the action stuff so far. Or just kind of like navigation a little bit with the hookshot too. I assume also, because I know that you get like the glider thing in this game that I don't have yet. There's a move where if you grapple to a point and then hit a button before you get there, you'll launch into the air. So I'm assuming that lets you take off once you do get that glider. I just don't have it yet. I, I assume it will probably be some point fairly soon based on... They're gonna want you to have that game or have that item early enough in the game that you'll enjoy right. using it. So. They've been showing it a lot, so I would think it was it would be something yeah, you get yeah. early. Yeah. I just did a side quest to get the kind of like spear launcher thing that they showed in some of the preview footage. I haven't used it yet because I just that was one of the last things I did was like turn in that quest. I'm like here you go, have this cool exploding spear launcher thing. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I gotta stop playing now, but I'll I'll use that next time I boot it up. <laughs> We gotta hurry up and get done with the show. I gotta try the spear thing out. Let's hurry up. <laughs> it's very so far. We'll see if it holds up, but it seems like based on like reviews, I'll probably feel similarly to it. Where it feels very much like the video game thing of like you have a really good first game, but then the sequels what like they take all the good things and just like maximize it, and the sequel is the one that's like okay, this is even better. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, like, I wouldn't say it's probably not the same jump between like Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2 or anything like that, but still a very big jump in quality of like, the first game is still no slouch. You could play it and it looks very pretty, but this game next to it would make it look like, oh, wow, you right. look super dated now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really weird how that works. Yeah. The, it's one of the best looking things on the PlayStation 5. I think sure. it's one of the best looking games I've seen yet. I mean, oh, I, I yeah. thought I thought Horizon, you know, uh, Forza Horizon was, you know, fantastic looking. It was just so cool. This just 
blows everything out of the well, water. I mean, the difference between this and Forza Horizon is Forza Horizon is a lot more. Uh, what? I guess I'll put it the other way: is that uh, this game, Horizon Forbidden West, is more dense, just with like mm-hmm. how much foliage and things, just things there are, and then also because it's an like not a car game, you can have a lot more verticality for yeah. different stuff. And it just feels bigger. Not that Forza Horizon felt small or anything either. It's just the type right. of games yeah. are. Right? Yeah, I mean... It's... So, like, all of the fidelity of the stuff in Forza Horizon is there, but done in a more fantastical art style, and there's just lots more mm-hmm. things there, too. It's not as spread out because you're not going at, like, 500 miles an hour down a highway. <laughs> right, yeah. I've... I would say that... The only game I would say probably looks better than this, and it's kind of just more like apples and oranges, is um, is uh, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Ratchet yeah. and Clank is a very pretty game, but it it's is. also a very different game. It's right. not as big, so they can put a little bit more detail on certain things. Yeah. Plus, it's like it's a different art style too. But I don't know. This one probably looks better technically just because there's more stuff that they have to do to make it look good so it's a little more right. impressive which is a weird thing to say because ratchet and click is a really impressive game from a technical standpoint too yeah 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 and I like it's away. funny there's an option in this game that is weirdly named but once i looked into what it is you can turn off a thing to uh when you do like fast travel it'll have like the tooltips um on your screen that they've basically like it will like leave it there, and then you can hit a button to like skip it. So if you want to read it, because it can, loads so turn, fast, you, know? you can turn that off <laughs> so that it just automatically loads. Right. And it's like if you don't do that, it's like pretty much like less than five seconds for every fast travel I've done. Yeah, I'm. It's ridiculously fast. <laughs> I have it installed on my my internal expansion, so it's the MM2 drive that I bought. So yeah. I don't. I doubt there's much performance difference. It probably doesn't load any faster than what it does on the internal. I don't know. Um, it doesn't seem to. But I, that was the first thing I noticed. Is if anything, I expect it to be slower, if anything. But from the tests they've done on other games, it's like I don't know that anyone's taking advantage of all the like special right. things they have on the main board enough that it really would be any different. Yeah. So, but yeah, that or was... if it is, it's like, hey, it's half a second different. I can't tell that without yeah, stopping watching. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, no, nah, I'm just... Yeah, but... you go to a campfire in this game, you hit the fast travel, and you're going on the map, you choose whichever next one, and as soon as you hit the button, it kind of like fades to black and then fades up, and yeah. pretty much once that tooltip screen is there, like a second later, maybe it'll take a second for the thing at the bottom to be like, press X to continue yeah. or whatever. If you want to read the tooltip, you can. If you don't, you just hit the button and boom, you're there. I noticed it was like that when it, I think, I want to say it did that between the opening movie and the, or the, the, uh, the, the recap movie and the opening cinematic, I think. Cause it did that. What I don't well, remember what it was. The opening it, movie is a pre-rendered video. So that's yeah. something different. It seemed like it loaded really quick cause it did the tool tip. And then I noticed it had the X in the corner. I was like, Oh, well I need to press yeah. that. You know, and it, it popped up so quick that I didn't even pay any attention to it. So, but yeah, so I forget what it's some, got a weird name. There's a lot of options in the menu. Yeah, there's really nice. a ton. I I started looking for accessibility like... options and some other stuff too. That's pretty nice to have. But that one is a weird name until I like looked it up somewhere. 
read about it in an article. I forget where, but it was like, oh, that's what that does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was there was too much for me to go. Oh, let me see what. Okay, now I could sit all day, all evening, just going through all these options and going, what's this? Let me find out what this is. There's just so much. So. But, yeah, if you like the first Horizon game, you're probably going to like this one, maybe even more. Who knows? We'll see if yep. I like it better or not. Story-wise, will be what pushed that over for me. If it's got as good a story as the first game, then that'll be really good. Yeah. So what else? you playing more of that. Uh, let's see. I've played, I bought Metroid Dread and played enough of it to regret buying Metroid Dread. <laughs> I don't like it. Like every time I start to like it, it annoys the crap out of me. And part of it is because I don't like the stupid design choice that uh, the was it the Emmy robots? Is that what they're called? It's been a while since I played. Yeah, Yeah, I don't like that as a design choice because that plus just the way that they're like funneling you. There's just no exploration in that game. And if there is, it's way past where I'm at because I've gotten all the way to the second major boss thing that's kind of like a a big creature thing that's got spitting lava and bones and stuff at you or whatever I can't remember it's been a while since I actually played it now I was like I've pretty much noped out of that game at this point because it's like oh hey now I'm like just going through cool like levels and I'm like want to do a little bit of exploration and find some stuff nope now you're in a new section yet it's more of like they're playing it a lot more like this is a single path puzzle that you have to go through this way to get to a thing and then you have to get to the other thing and you get to another thing and it's not opened up as much so it's not scratching the same itch that something like um hollow knight did for me where it's like this big expansive thing you go you explore you find some like tough enemies or whatever but you have more than one option to go most of the time it was very much like, here's the path, you have to go on it, and I didn't like that about it. Plus, every time I was like, oh, okay, I want to go through here and see if I can find some like little hidden areas to find like a missile tank or upgrades or anything. Like, nope, here's another cool Emmy zone that you have to like go through, and it will like kill you because you didn't hit the right exact moment to go through here or whatever. I definitely had a uh, rage quit moment on one of those, that then the next time I played, I went through the room the first time. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, I had to, all I had to do was just go in the room and then just go and I would have been fine because I was trying to figure out where the heck the stupid thing was because it was beeping that's what made it where it kept going through where I couldn't get past it I was like it was annoying me <laughs> and then when I got to the second boss and I was just like no the, your controls aren't good enough for this to be a thing it's the opposite of what I like from the Dark Souls and those types of games where it's difficult and it can be frustrating sometimes, but it's not. You don't ever feel that it's the game's fault for the most part. It's like, okay, if I just figure out what the patterns of this boss are, I can do it because I can do this mechanically. This is just like, no, you're spinning a bunch of crap at me, and all I have this this like tiny area that I can go to sort of dodge it or maybe shoot it if I can aim up by holding like and hold the button for holding missiles. And, like, do this other thing. And then, like, you get to phase two and you do it. And then you get to phase three where you're literally hanging on one thing on the wall. And it's still spitting all that crap at you. And just like, no, I don't like this. this <laughs> I kind of regret buying that game. I, I will have more fun with Metroid Prime 4 if they ever get that game out. Probably. Yeah. But just this game, I'm like, it looks nice. I like little bits of it. But a lot of it, I just it did, didn't do it for me. Yeah, I get Unfortunately, because I like Metroid, but man, this one, I don't know what it is. It's like A lot of people love it, which is great. I'm just like, 
it's not the metroid for me yeah, yeah. I, yeah no, I, I loved it but i i did kind of share the same sentiment of like you know the emmys were without a doubt for me anyways the biggest pain in that game and it's not even because it was like it was a difficulty curve it was literally had to do more so with like there is a lot of this tunneling happening and it's very difficult to kind of slow them down constantly shooting them um, because they they take a lot and then not to mention like you know the game teaches you right away that you can uh parry a lot of attacks um but it very seldom works with uh with the with the emmys and like you know it's it almost feels like a one and done when you're with them and uh, not to mention they are there throughout the entire game so if you're just at the second boss um you know they're there three emmys i think or maybe it was four i forget now i forget no it's probably three okay yeah something like that yeah they're there throughout the entire game so even right before you get to the final boss that is just you know just little cherry on top here's another one one last one (laughs) well to this point it's like okay it feels very much like here's this everything you have to get past it and then you'll eventually find your way to the super powered glowy goo thing or whatever that you have to kill to get your gun powered up and then you can go kill it and it takes you like two seconds to kill the stupid thing if you find like a good you know long hallway that you have plenty of room to do it yeah and I was like, I never had trouble killing once I got the stuff. It's just more like, oh, you're forcing me to do this again. Is what it felt like every time I go through yeah, a stupid door, I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely one of it was a recycled process that lost its appeal very quickly. Um, like very. And that was also because it's like, all right, here you go through this, and like, oh, I want to backtrack to this area that I was before to look for some stuff because I see you know on my map it's marked yeah, that there's I, a collectible there. I can't go there because. Hey, I happened to go through a thing where it was like I could slide one way, but you can't go the other way until yeah. you get the morph ball or like other things that would funnel you where it's just like Ooh, it closes right. doors behind you. I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. There is an easy mode coming. So yeah, I guess there it's already, actually. I just but I don't know if that will help you with the problem of backtracking. You know, you know, no, it's more just the design of the game. Not that they any right. of the enemies are technically that difficult, except maybe the boss or whatever, which I could probably beat it if I cared to. It was just I wasn't having fun doing it, so I was just like, I'm going to put this down for something else. Because yeah. I don't want to you know, get angry at this game and throw my <laughs> Switch across the room or something. Yeah. That was like <laughs> me when I went over to get, uh, get my copy of Horizon Zero Dawn at GameStop the other day, and they go... <laughs> <laughs> or yesterday, and they go, or not Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, and they go, uh, you know, Elden Ring comes out next week. Do you want to pre-order that? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I haven't pre-ordered it, but only because I don't know which platform I'm going yeah. to play it on yet. Yeah. A, bunch um, of my buddy, a bunch of my buddies want Elden Ring. They're like, you should get it. We could play I'm like, you know that sort of game is not. Come on. I'm yeah, it's not for me. No, it's not for me well, either. Well, the design for Elden Ring is going to be different too. You cannot get invaded in single player like you have in other Souls games where people can like invade your world. But when you're playing co-op, that's opting into, hey, you can be invaded now. So it's kind of like... It's good to know. Again. You get yeah. it maybe easier because you got a co-op partner, but then sure. you could be invaded. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> is there a, a four-man co-op on it? Because it seems to be like... I don't know. I haven't read deep enough to see how much co-op, how many I mean, people can I play don't know. or not. I, I might don't know. be interested, but I'm just awful at those games. I need. Games. I am too, and I'm I'm just kind of waiting on the reviews. I mean, I'm sure it'll be reviewed yeah, really well, and a lot of people will love it. I it'll be a good You game. can hear me talk about it because I will yeah. be playing it. <laughs> but I'm not a... I, I don't have the... And I've said it before i don't have the time to play a game where i get frustrated at you know it's if if i had time to sit down you know every evening and just work on it then fine but 
I just don't. Those games, know. for me at least, they're not frustrating once you've played like the first one of them and figured out, okay, this is how these games work. They're yeah. not really that frustrating most of the time. You might run into a particular boss that for you is just like, oh, I, it's taking me a little bit longer to figure out how to do it. But for like just the typical running through the levels gameplay type of stuff, like, yeah, these enemies are hard, but it's kind of built into the game that you will be dying. Right. And it's not like, you know, some other games like a Mario game, oh, three lives and you're dead and you're done. It's not quite that type of thing. It's just built into that. It's right. almost like even like, roguelikes or something where death is built in as part of the yeah. loop. So, like, it, but yeah, again, it's also, it's not for everybody either. But right. For me, it's like, yeah, I like this game. This is fun for me. Yeah. And that's cool. Plus, their level design is some of the best of anybody yeah. currently making games. They have some really cool world, like worlds to explore. Yeah. The world interests me. It's just the other stuff that I don't know if I'm ready to... From what it sounds like, you might be able to run around the like open world part of that map in Elden Ring and be fine with the enemies there. It's more a lot of the like the dungeons where it'll still yeah. be more like their older typical games where it'll be a lot harder. Right. Supposedly. But you know, if nothing else you can jump on your your magical steed and gallop away. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. I don't have time for you. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, a, a Mimi video in the making of just like the Elden Ring player who just runs away from yep. everyone. That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> just like, nope, bye. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was just hilarious. So he was like, hey, you want to? No, I don't. Thank you, though. <laughs> So before uh, Horizon got here, I've been playing a bunch of just some stuff on Game Pass. Yeah. So several small puzzle games and then a couple other ones. So I played some that like have been talked about on the podcast pretty recently from other people. So Artful Escape, Gorogoa, and The Pedestrian. I've played through all of those. I've yeah. played Gorogoa before, but I just wanted to play it again. Yeah, I played a little bit of Gorogoa too. I I got about halfway through it. I need to finish it. But yeah, I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, really it's really only cool. like maybe a two-hour game. In yeah, and I, I think I played it for about an hour or maybe an hour and a half, something like that. So I'm, I'm probably really close. But it's one of those things where that's that's the game that I can't play when I'm tired because my brain has to kind of work just oh, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And when I'm yeah. really exhausted, yeah, just a little. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> but when I'm really exhausted, I'll sit there and go, I can't figure it out. I can't. Oh, that's all I had to do? God, I'm too tired to play this game. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but yeah, that's I... always like the worst feeling when it comes to puzzle games. Mm -hmm. was like, it, it was really that easy. It was yeah. really that easy. Because I, I overthink stuff a lot. Cause yeah. Especially like the game presents itself as something that is super like intricate and stuff like that and elaborate and then like you know but there are some puzzles you know in those types of games that are really as simple as you would expect you yeah know? i know and i overthink, overthink a lot it. Of yeah. Stuff. yeah always always hey, i not... usually don't because i'm like not the think about it a whole lot kind of puzzle software i'm like a pick at all the pieces and see what they do and like <laughs> then figure as i go yeah, trying yeah, them yeah. together kind of a thing <laughs> troubleshooting style and yeah. So eventually you'll either get yourself so tied up in knots because you've just like totally messed up the puzzle and you need to start over because whoever designed it made it where you could do that or you'll eventually figure it out because you'll be like, oh, this piece does that. Oh, I have to backtrack to do right. it, but you'll still get yeah. there. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sit and think about things, but the pedestrian was really cool. I liked that game a lot till the last yeah. level. 
partially because it's a game that needs a set, different setting for its final yes. level for reasons. Yeah. Yes, it is very And if, if you're used to not using default settings for that type of control scheme, then the fact that you can't change it to something that's very common in any game that does <laughs> that perspective in particular, I was like, I'm looking at my feet. I'm looking at the sky. I'm looking everywhere <laughs> yeah. except where I want to go. I cannot yeah. navigate. This is yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a little. It was very jarring. It was like, what about? Go slow. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wait a minute. Just don't use, don't use the other thing. Just like move. Just do the movement. Then you can still see what you're doing. You yeah. won't screw yourself up. Yeah, is, <laughs> you're right. You're very right about that. <laughs> uh, then artful escape was really cool. Like the art style for it. It was kind of like. Eh, for gameplay, because it's pretty much just like a walk left yeah. or right simulator, hit button to shred guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm literally holding X as I'm, like, running through levels just so that we'll be playing the guitar riffs the whole time yeah. and lighting I... things up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how everything reacts to how you play. Um, and then the it's... fun thing, uh, like, they have the different kind of, like, uh, where you're playing Simon with things, like, for they hit the yeah. thing, you have to do the same buttons. But then they have a couple of them in the game where it's just like you're in that interface, but you don't have to actually do anything like specific. So you can just hit whatever of the like button. So I'm just sitting here like just rapidly tapping yeah, buttons to make it, sound as, yeah. make it sound as bad as possible. Just, so it's just like, <laughs> like, oh man, you're supposed to be some super awesome intergalactic guitar player guy. I don't think yeah. so, man. Yeah. And you go back to practice. Yeah, this is a real Jimi Hendrix, isn't Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little game. Yeah. Uh, another one on uh, the other two on Game Pass that I played a little bit more of than those, just because they're a little bit bigger uh, games, is Nobody Saves the World, which is awesome. I got that one it's, installed. I've been wanting to play that. It's the studio that made the Guacamelee games. Correct. Except they're making instead of making a you know platformer or whatever you call the Guacamelee type games, it's more of like let's take Zelda and Diablo, mush them together. And then add like a shape shifting mechanic into it. That's pretty much what Nobody Saves the World is. Yeah. You start out as like this dumb, goofy little guy who's called Nobody. And all you can do is kind of like half slap at things and cause like one point of damage. <laughs> but you have like this magic wand that allows you to change shapes as you unlock them. So like the first one you unlock is kind of like a rat shape so that you can cause like poison damage. And then you get like eventually kind of like a warrior and an archer and a mermaid that you can chomp and slap people with your tail you get like a slug you get so many different things you get uh i don't remember but like each one you unlock as you do it you get like these little quests that you do it's basically like kill 10 enemies with this new ability that you got and once you do you get some more xp and then you like level up each of the characters and then they once you get enough other points you also are upgrading the tree to unlock more character things that you can unlock and you're running around kind of like a Zelda-style map that you have like little dungeons you can go into. And then when you're in the dungeons, if you die, you get back to kick back to the beginning of the dungeon. So you kind of have to go all the way through until you get to kind of like the final boss. And then you once you get there, you have like a little teleport thing so you don't have to do the whole dungeon again. You can just attempt the boss over yeah. and over if you have to. But it's really slickly made. The UI is really good. The story is like tongue-in-cheek, silly, fun, and just the actions you're doing are really and cool. And it's on Game Pass. Yep. Yeah, and it's on Game Correct. Pass. But even if it wasn't, it'd be worth buying. It's a really cool game. Yeah, it looks interesting. It's from Drinkbox. I like their stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I love people who made Guacamelee. Yep. Red right on airline. And then 
<laughs> I also played The Forgotten City, which is a really cool game. That game is so Made awesome. by like three or four people over four yeah, years or something. It has like a little blurb of it when you start the yeah. game. I played and a little bit of it too. Awesome. Yeah, I played a little bit of it too. I downloaded it, tried out, and see where it was. I played the little bit of the beginning of it, and then I immediately yeah, did yeah. the did the thing that they said don't do, and the whole world died in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're that kind of yeah. Guy. I'm that kind of guy. They're like, now don't do this, and then what did I do? I went right over and I did it, and then the whole world went. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, well that was so cool. Like the, won't do that the again. The premise of it, as you start, is like you wake up kind of like at this kind of campsite or something. The person there is saying like, oh, like you were injured or something. I forget now the beginning, but like basically you wake up and you're like, oh, okay. Well, hey, would you help me out by going and finding this guy who went up up into these ruins? And you're like, sure. And you go in there and you fall through a trap. Mm. And then like, oh, hey, here's this dude that you went for and he's turned to gold. And there's like some note or something. And you go into this kind of like city and meet a bunch of people. And it's like, hey, we're we're in this thing. There's a bunch of gold statues around and we have the golden rule, and it's basically everyone gets punished for the sins of the one. So yeah. like, if you steal anything, everybody dies. If you that's kill what someone, I did. everybody dies. I went right over there and stole something, and everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're doing it wrong, John. You go through, and you're going, and you're like talking to people uh, and finding clues, and you're fig- trying to figure out what's going on, and then you find, like, oh, hey, here's this thing. So I know I can manipulate it, but I don't want to wait for this whole normal like day cycle to go to the end where it'll just restart and you can go through your whole time looping business. I'm just going to steal something and run back to the portal so it restarts the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like anytime that like something happens that breaks the, that golden rule, whether you do it or one of the other characters does it from different like story things. So there's some th- certain things that you see. There's one that's early on in the day that happens that like once you figure that out, it's like okay, you can do that immediately. And then there's one more towards the end of the day that'll happen that they'll be doing it. But yeah. most of the time, yeah, it's like if you did something, then that will break it then it will turn all these statues to life and they'll start hunting you with bows and if you die you die but if you make it all the way back to kind of like this original little kind of temple thing somebody makes a portal and you get sucked back in time back to the the start yeah but it's all like roman type architecture and then there's all this mystery of like well how'd they get there why are they all here and you're Mm -hmm. from like the future because you're like a modern person and they're all not there's like they're all from similar timelines. What's going on with that? And what's going on with all these different characters? Like, oh, this character is going to die, so you have to find a thing that will help them. And then, oh, well, this other character uh, made a suicide pact with this other character, so how do you stop them from doing that? And then, like, how do you stop this other thing from happening? And, like, what's going on here? You find this lost person. What's all going on? What's the big mystery? And eventually you, like, solve it all. And I think there's, like, four different endings you can get. And I am, unlike John, am the person who's, like, finding all the mystery. And I got the (laughs) canon ending is what they call the fourth one because it's the most involved of, like, all the stuff that you have to put all the pieces together to get to it. That's the one I got. There's a couple other ones you can do that are, like, early endings. But, yeah, that game is really cool. It's just kind of like a big puzzle box type of a thing Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, hey, I found, ooh, I know this now. I've got this clue for what's going on. Oh, I got this item. Oh, hey, because I, I'm a time loopy person, I can grab this item from here, and then when I go back, I'll still have it when I come through the next time. So. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, that was definitely one of my favorite games that I played last year. Um, I always, I also thought that it was just super cool that it started as, like, a Skyrim mod and grew into what it is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 
I forgot about that, but yeah, they were originally like, yeah, we'll do a mod, and then like, never mind, this is too big, we'll make it into our, a full yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because I remember I'd added it to like my Steam wish list a while before it even came on Game Pass, and then when it was on Game Pass, like, oh, okay, I won't buy it on Steam, I'll play on Game Pass eventually, and now I have. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Cool. Eric, do you want to go ahead? We'll let uh, we'll let Dennis go last yeah. for a change. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk with the one I haven't played that much. Um, I recently finally got back into playing some Haven and uh, Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. PC. Steam. That's a great way to play Gloomhaven. I have not played the other version of. I've not played the Gloomhaven PC. Yeah. The oh, okay. But, but Tabletop Simulator is just like you're playing Gloomhaven yeah. on the board and everything. That's pretty good. A group of us play remotely. It's it's been fun. Gloomhaven. It's good. Just good to play with people and interact because um, two of the guys that we used to play with actually left. They don't live in our area anymore. So oh yeah. Play, but the other two guys they live in like Oregon. So we play. Yeah, that's good cool. Time. Yeah. You know, Gloomhaven. I've talked about it. I can bore you with lots. Of <laughs> it's. I mean, it was the first time playing last night. Here, we did not do well. We barely made it. Yeah, I've got the. What is the the smaller Jaws, Gloomhaven Jaws that came Wyatt? out? Yeah, I bought I bought that when it first came out, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna play this." And then we're in the middle of a pandemic, so nobody was coming around. So it was like, <laughs> "All right." So, yeah, we played that with my buddy's kid. It's like nine year old. Yeah, it's pretty good because it like starts you out at the basics, yeah. steps by steps, kind of eases you in versus Gloomhaven. Yeah, so I've got it. So someday we'll that play is, it. It's fun. Nick, Nick, Nicky might like it. Nicky yeah, I figured she would. I figured we'd get you know a couple of the other guys over, but none of them, none of them have been over. So it'll we'll play it at some point. Yeah, it used to be pretty hard to find Jaws the Lion. Yeah, <laughs> I I I ended up having I happened to catch it in. I got it when it first came out. And I just happened to catch it at a Target in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, when I was over that way and did a pickup yeah, for now it. You, now, now it's like thirty. Yeah, it's like on sale all the time. You can get it. I've... My, my kid, yeah. But so I have been playing. I recently got my PS5, and I haven't really been playing very much except for a crap ton of Dying Light 2. Well, you only got like 500 hours to go, so it's. Yeah. I'm actually like. <laughs> I think I'm like 70% of the way through the story. The yeah. story stuff's really, really fast. You can yeah. Fly story stuff. Um, yeah, it's not. I don't know. Maybe the story in the first game was interesting to me. I I realized something while playing it. Um, if we do co-op with my buddy, he's way lower level than I am. Uh-huh. And so if he joins on my game, great. He gets keep all his goodies, but his game doesn't progress. So uh... I have to play on his game. Which I think in Dead Island, another Techland game, when you joined a buddy's game that was up high, like further than you were, yeah. you got to stay where that was when the game ended. Oh, okay. Like, dying Light 1, they get rid of it too. Like, like, yeah. It's fine. It's just I don't want to replay the story. You know, right. Fun buddy. And he's got another buddy that's behind him. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> get up to like level two or three, then tell him. Yeah. All right. So let's go over the good and the bad. I actually made a lot of notes. I don't normally talk about much. But let's see. Okay. So, take seven years after. What? Am I the only one that's. It's played a lot of the first game, right? Yeah, I, I've played, never played the right? first game. Yeah, yeah. I barely touched the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dang it! I've That's never right. played it. <laughs> well, uh, you, uh, it's you know, get to kill some zombies and stuff. Uh, it's based, you know, the things that behind the series are it's big on parkour and uh, a night and day element. Yeah. And first game, big thing about the first game was it made night scary. Like you didn't want to go out at night and fight the zombies because they were so powerful, yeah. unless you like had 
the vehicle or all from the DLC or all the weapons. But uh, in Dying Light 2, they make it so you want to play at night because you can get a lot more weapon, uh, a lot, find a lot more good stuff. The uh, zombies tend to go out of buildings into the street. So then at night, you can get into the buildings and get the good loot. Gotcha. And get some, get some hard to find stuff. Okay, so there's no, it's mostly cityscape again, big on, you know, parkour, ver vertical. You can get like a, like a parachute, kind of allows you to paraglide along with a grappling hook. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, the second area is just full of huge skyscrapers. You want to stay like in the air, awesome. Um, the biggest changes are you lose stamina when climbing. That sucks. Uh, you're climbing up a building, your stamina is dropping. It gets all the way down, fall. That's always <laughs> frustrating. No in the first game, yeah. you climb, in the first game, you can climb, 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 no problem. Uh, you can't fix your weapons, so once they hit durability of zero, yeah, throw them away. Uh, and you can't can't throw your weapons at enemies. First game. Take that weapon with like one durability. Get get it, get a kill. Uh, guns are guns are super limited. They they do exist in the game, but it's super hard to find. And I guess they're not great. They do have they do have other range weapons, bows and crossbows. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a big like modding thing now. That was there was like a little bit of that in the first game, but this one is you mod weapons all sorts of different ways. Hmm. Adds such thing, and when you mod a weapon, yeah, like you know, fire damage, ice, electric, whatever, it will, it will it will fix the fix the gun or fix the weapon. It'll add fifty durability back up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's two different sides to the story. No spoilers. It's not a big difference which side you pick, honestly. I went with the side it's supposed to give you this sweet elite crossbow. It's like automatic. Oh, but then I read there's a glitch. You can't get it. And I was like, great. So I look up this up online, and if you have a PC version of Dying Light 2, you can download a patch, force it to run, and you get your stuff. Yeah. Guess what? On PS5, no, you can't. That's crazy. I'm all pissed off now. Like, Come on, Techland. I wanted it. I did all this stuff to like get this sweet crossbow so I could prank at zombies from a distance and I don't know. It, it's it would be fun to have, but the bow, the bow, the other bow I have is Yeah. Well they it's patch it or they pat go to patch it on the PS five? Like I looked up some stuff and there's lots of people on Reddit and Twitter. Yeah. And it's affecting Xbox. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean I know they said that with the PC version they're almost treating it like a live like they're doing what they're what they call live patches. So the live moment patch. it's done, it's out. Yeah, it's out. The like they're they're working yeah, on the fly basically. Like the game well, is literally being updated was a in way real time. You could still get this you could still get this weapon, but I had progressed too far. It's like there's an there's an auto save system. There's not really a way back to go back to the uh, That sucks. But um if you're big into like parkour and running around, there's a lot of cool like little side quests for that. Yeah. I don't like that stuff. You don't you don't need to do it. All it does is give you money and parkour. You can just run around the map. Hmm. There, there's also like combat side missions, but I haven't found very many of those. But those are fun. They're, they drop you in an arena. They send all these zombies at you and say, "Kill 30 zombies with an electric fence and this axe." I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> drop you in this little like baseball diamond thing. Knock, you know, knock. 30 zombies out of the park with a bat. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, that stuff's fun and kind of mixes it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. The main character, I guess, kind of interesting. I was much more interested in the first game, Crane. Yeah. And so far, there really hasn't been much. There's like a little bit of outside environment, but I was really hoping for more kind of like the Dying Light DLC. They had a huge open environment where grappling, like parkour, was pretty much 
I mean, it's still there, but then you got the buggy, and you got to drive around, you could run over zombies. Yeah. Somebody could ride on the back and shoot stuff. That, that was cool. Yeah, I, I played a lot of the first game. Me and a couple buddies co-op to the end. Yeah. I played it again with another friend. His friend. I probably put 100-plus hours. Um, I know there's 500 hours of content, but I, I bet you can get the story with yeah, yeah. The minute they said that, it was like, well, you know, before it came out, I was like, I don't know. I was already good before they even said that, but now I'm definitely hours. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me give you a hint. Buy the PS4 version. Comes with a free upgrade to PS5. Save yourself. A- eh. I, I, well, if if you were going to get it, I do have to tell yeah. you this though. This was the last game I pre-ordered on Amazon. That you still got the twenty percent discount for mm-hmm. so like twenty. Got that long ago, Jesus. Because it's like it will come out in December. It's sad, it's sad. And I got this email. <laughs> like, oh, your game is going to be released. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost canceled it, but I got it for forty-two bucks. Not only because I got a twenty percent discount, there was another like when I ordered it, there was another like five to ten dollar off coupon at the same time. I, I can't say no, for this. but it's good. It runs great on PS Five. That multiplayer and co-op stuff look good. Yeah. Online play good. Um, I'll probably get a little bored of this. I've been playing it a lot, so I want to go try like Death Loop after this, or maybe play some more Spider Guardian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still want to play Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, I need I to hear, finish Guardians too. I'm I'm interested in Death Loop, but I, I hear some people said they had like problems like finishing it or like getting into it, but. And it's it's acquired. I think it's you know if it's if it's yeah. I mean, if, you like their other games? Yeah, yeah. Then so you should you like probably that. like Deathloop. Yeah, yeah. I would think I like Deathloop quite a bit. I didn't finish it because I got distracted. I need to go back to it, but I played quite a bit of it, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I know you like those. Uh, it's not my favorite of that studio's like games, studios but it's still games, enjoyable. So. It's still really good. I like Dishonored a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dishonored is my like Dishonored Two is probably my favorite of that studio's games, but like Dishonored One and Prey are both really really good. The de, did you ever play Moon Crash for Prey the DLC? I did not. Is that the uh, okay? Can you still get that? Deathloop is basically them making Moon Crash into a full game because it's very much kind of putting the roguelike elements in with all of the immersive sim that's the what i was looking for a term i was looking for so it's kind of like a little cross between those two things a little bit i like i like prey a lot and it's hey it's one of those games where i'm on the last mission last second to last mission and i haven't finished it <laughs> i know how it ends <laughs> but i got oh. i got distracted by stuff but i, I should play it again eric will like get a game life. where you're on like a final mission and then it's literally like run to the escape hatch you have yeah. 30 seconds like oh i'm done um, I'll, I'll come back to it in a couple months to finish it it's no big deal i don't have time i don't I don't have time. I don't have time to finish that right now. Very, very end of Alien Isolation. It's like the countdown's capping. Yeah. Shit's about to blow up. Oh, no. I'll save right here. I'll come back another yeah. time. I'll come back another time. No big deal. I fired a black flag, you know, to, to see how much I had left. And it's like one story mission. I was like, oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. I was right there. No, I know where I am in Prey. I'm almost. I need to finish. I think what happened is I probably got uh, distracted by another game or maybe a little bit burnt out. Yeah, uh, that happens a lot but, with me. Yeah, so. at least I want to finish it. I, I look at my shelf over there behind me, and I got a Metro Exodus on there. Oh yeah, I know where I am in that game. Uh, I don't really want to finish it. I'm stuck at the last part, the last area, which is toughest. 
die. Metro Exodus is a good game, but it's a game that like starts good and then gets like less good as it goes. Uh, just just well, because they put. Did you finish it, Nathaniel? Yeah, I finished uh, Metro Exodus like a while back, and I've even done the. I think I've done all the DLC for it too. I can't remember, but like that game, like the first air, like main area that you get to, is so detailed and. Like if you look at yeah. the development behind the game, that's what they put the most effort into was like that area, and then a lot of the other areas didn't quite have as much time to cook because it's like, just the way they developed it. I like the second area too. With that. the desert that area was, is not bad. Yeah, I got to the woods and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I got to the woods and I was reading ahead a little bit. I was like, yeah, sure, it's gonna suck. And I have not <laughs> able to do much. I'm just <laughs> yeah, still a pretty good game but the yeah. very first like swampy type area was my favorite area of that game just because there's so much cool stuff yeah. to find in that area yeah. and like I, I liked Metro Last Light a lot I love yeah, that was pretty good. recommend it to all my friends like, I had so much fun with that game and I definitely enjoyed like getting through it like, wow this game you know cool but nah, went off on a tangent there what well, yeah, should... <laughs> that's that it was... I haven't playing anything else yeah cool. Trust, i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely go download nobody saves the world yeah I I was, for sure. yeah I it's a cool little game too. yeah i'll try that one out all right dennis i know you've played like 150 hours of pokemon yeah yeah it, it, it continued the That's saga continues hours. you know what i i, I played <laughs> I, I played it a little bit and uh, you know i i didn't put it on my list because you know you talked about it the last time and then i i happened to turn on the the switch the other day and it was like oh i see dennis is playing pokemon let me see 140 okay well never mind it's... <laughs> You yeah, can I mean, catch that's not, up, that's not it's fine. how long no, the yeah. game is at all. I mean, like, you, if you're just focusing on the story content, you can probably run it through a traditional right. uh, Pokemon timer, which would be probably about 50 hours. But I've done literally anything and everything that there can that can be done, yeah. including, you know, all the side quests and stuff like that. I'm just finishing now my final couple Pokemon. Maybe I have, like, four or five left in the Pokedex. So there's 242 total Pokemon, including... Uh, Arceus, right? Mm. So um, outside of him, 241 that you have to worry about in your Pokedex. Because once you get him, he's automatically counted as completed. So, um, so yeah, just to have a few more, and then I'll be able to uh, uh, basically go and get him. Because you can't get Arceus until you complete your Pokedex first. And by complete, I just mean, well, you can't... <sighs> I think you see him once you've captured all the Pokemon, but I'm trying to like finish every single research entry because then once you do that then you get a shiny charm with that yeah. um, and then you can increase your chances of getting the shiny which already feels like they've kind of increased the chances of that happening in this game in particular in general anyways it used to be very very low like i think back in like silver and gold i think is when they first started introducing shinies um you know, you only had like a one, I'm rounding numbers here, one out of 8,000 chance. Now, anyways, as the, as the years have gone by, they've, you know, made it easier and easier and easier. Uh, to the point now where the last couple of games, they've been one out of 4,000, basically. Again, I'm, I'm rounding it. It's a more specific number than that. But, right. um, but basically, if you play your cards right in this game, you can literally get a one out of 100 chance of getting the shiny. So now the odds have been you know, they, they're in your favor now, right? So, like, is it so much easier compared to how it used to be? Um, 
So, but yeah, but anyways, I'm just, you know, trying to complete the Pokedex and then once I get that and get Arceus, then as far as I know, there's not too much post-post-game content after that. So I'm pretty much done, like 100% completed with this game. Anything wow. and everything you can see um, and do. So, you know, unless I want to continue more and get a couple more perfects, because your research level is based off of certain tasks that you do within the game, right? So uh, your research level, for example, every Pokemon is going to be different, but a lot of them kind of share the same, like, you know, you've seen it use Agile or Strong Style, um, you know, this amount of times. And uh, and then with each check mark that you get, that'll lead towards the completion of your Pokedex entry. But you only need a... A completed entry consists of 10 tasks, basically. Oh, okay. um, yeah, just 10, uh, considering there's usually like a bunch more than that. Um, now, if you complete every single task uh, that is required of you, you know, in each, you know, Pokemon's respective entry... Uh, then that is what's considered a perfect dex, um, and you'll usually you'll you'll usually notice the difference by you know stars kind of uh, uh, sprinkled on top of a, a, the icon of a Pokeball um, in your Pokedex. Uh, but yeah, it's not just the Pokemon that you want to catch. Um, there are unknowns spread throughout everywhere, and those all come with their own riddle. Um, like you know, if you want uh, you know I for example, it'll tell you, hey, uh, you know stuck between um, a cliff at the snowy mountaintops, right? It's almost like a riddle, like, but they're not too difficult. Like, you're like, okay, well, let me think of a snowy mountaintop. Okay, well, this is the only place that has the snowy mountain. Let me go there. Let me take a look at these cliffs. And then, you know, if, if you can look in, you know, if, you know, if you're sharp-eyed, then, you know, there it is right, right there waiting for you. Then you catch it, and you're good to go. Those were fun, man. Like, those were, those were, that was probably one of my favorite parts of, Arceus was just because of uh, uh, I like I just like the hide and seek element of it and those mm-hmm. riddles and trying to figure out where they are. Um, I didn't have to look up any of them. It was tempting sometimes because some of them were like, "What does this even mean?" But I didn't find all. Of the, I didn't end up finding all of them without having to uh, look anything up, which was awesome. So because yeah. uh, I'm not particularly a fan of riddles, but these were like pretty well done. Like because they weren't you know they weren't super easy, but they weren't super cryptic either. You know, so it was. You know, if you just thought about it for a couple of minutes, you're like, okay, I think I feel like it could be around here. And then, sure enough, you know, uh, you know, you put two and two together, and then there you go. So, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, I'm sitting at about 150 hours now, uh, just two <laughs> weeks after launch. Um, so it's where I've been spending the bulk of my time on. I haven't done this since X and Y. X and Y was the last Pokemon game where I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours on, yeah. uh, not just playing and beating, but of course, I mean, I did play a lot competitively at the time as well. So X and Y I spent a lot of time on, um, and uh, and yeah, so I haven't done this since basically 2013. So yeah. it's been you know almost 10 years later you know pokemon has hasn't been as gripping and as captivating um since then uh, but this is the first one in a long time now of course i have my you know problems with the problems that i discussed last time because I, I did talk about arceus the last time we did the podcast mm-hmm. and uh that was pretty much on launch weekend and uh and you know i mean i it really i mean I, I i do praise the game and i think if you're a pokemon fan or even have the slightest interest in pokemon do yourself a favor and grab it it's awesome um however it's not it's far from perfect. Uh, Uh-oh. And, you know, we've talked about it last time. I'm not going to go and, like, rinse and repeat because, you know, you can go and listen to the uh, the last episode of, of the podcast. But the gist of it is, is you know, I think Game Freak has reached or uh, they've reached their peak years ago when it comes to developing Pokemon games and they should not be in charge anymore. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of technical issues. And I did write a full-on review 
on it, and uh, it's one of the longest reviews I've ever written. It was almost 5,000 words. I was going to say, it was so, really long. I, I I started to read it the other night, and I went, I'm too tired to read it. I have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> read it to there's, a lot, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, like, there, was a, the, there was a lot to take in. It, was like... it is. It is. I, I tried to make it as cohesive as possible, and honestly, I could have kept going, but I was like, you know what? Let me just – this is pretty much the gist of it. I think this is the most important parts that I need to mention that will be mentioned. Um, but could I mention more? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to be sound or be too redundant. Um you know, or, or overstaying my right. welcome, despite this review already being like a practically a thesis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, but uh, but yeah, it was like a review slash think piece. You know, because I you know I definitely after spending so much time with it, you know, I wanted to try to be as unbiased as possible and think about the pros and cons of the game. You know, as someone who's literally been a lifelong fan of Pokemon, you know, it's been part of my DNA, part of my life since I was seven. Um, you know, it's. It's you know you I've you know you've seen Pokemon no pun intended but evolve throughout time from you know platform to platform right. yeah. and uh, and the last real big oh my god moment was with X and Y and I talk about X and Y all the time not because it's just one of my favorites but because that was such a defining moment for Pokemon mm-hmm. you know it was the first fully 3D Pokemon, right? There were 3D elements in some of the DS games, right? Like Black and White and Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver. But this was the first one that was fully 3D. You know, like there were no more sprites, right? Like the battles looked like Pokemon Stadium, right? That was the first time it was fully 3D. And uh, it was the first time you had character customization. uh, So you could, you know, change your clothes and stuff like that. The city was beautifully detailed, um... Uh, not just Lumio City, but the entire region of Kalos was um, amazing. The uh, story, which you know they haven't, they you know they've Pokemon's never really been that much about story, but even the story in X and Y was something that was you know very clearly thought out, you know, and uh, something that you know gave a proper narrative structure, and the pacing was great, and everything like that. It was super interesting. Um, and so, yeah, this is the first one since then where it's just like, wow, like this feels so new and refreshing and I'm totally into it. Um, but again, it's it's pushing the franchise forward and it shows a bright future for Pokemon if we continue to go this route. However, it doesn't do much in terms of the genre as a whole, right? So, uh, you know, the RPGs, there's stuff in this game that it's just like, man, like, you know, there's quality of life things and just rpg certain staples now like standards now that have been done since you know for generations now you Mm. know like console generations and you know here we are still this game still acts and plays at least on a technical level as if it's the first time this is like from an from an indie studio you know like you know and ones that were you know and now there's been, God knows, an incredible amount of games uh, that have all been absolutely fantastic, you know, first-time games from indie studios, you know, so I'm not trying to, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, take credit away from them. But, right. but you know, there is that sense of, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, just incompetence that happens uh, with Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus that uh, is not something you commonly see in a Nintendo published title. You know, when you go into a Nintendo game, you always expect, you know, uh, that polish. You expect fluidity. You expect quality above anything else. 
mm. you know, that Nintendo seal of quality. So, uh, but that is just missing entirely from this you know it it uh now the game at the end of the day is a is it's a really great game right so uh and that's the most important part right i'm having a great time with it but you know there are things that could absolutely be improved i mean this is without a doubt the most technically poor uh uh game that i think has been published by nintendo uh in years if not Ever, I can't think of. There probably is another one, but I can't think of the last time a game was this sort of. It just feels rushed in a lot of ways because of that lack of polish, right? There's yeah. just a lot of bugs, a lot of crashes. I haven't seen these this many crashes in an Nintendo published game before. It's crazy. Um, like, I mean, I get one almost uh, every time I go into a, a space-time rift, which is like these big orbs that you go into, and there's always like random Pokemon that show up, and uh, you know through like lightning strikes and stuff like that. And then my girlfriend is always getting crashes whenever she just tries to load into the new area, right? So like, there's crashes galore everywhere. And, yeah, see, uh, I haven't. I guess I haven't played it enough to see any of those, you know. And, and, but you know, I haven't had any crashes. But I do see a lot of glitches and yeah, that stuff, pop up uh, stuff is really kind of annoying. It's real bad, man. Yeah. It's like the environment just can't keep up. Like once you get the bird braviary, especially, and you get the the chance to actually fly across each particular area in uh, yeah. in uh, in the region, um, it's it, the environment just can't keep up. Everything is so flat, and I'm just like, you know, it's it's. And I started thinking, like, what does this remind me of? Because, and then I finally thought about it the other day. I was just like, you know what? The environments remind me of Mega Man Legends. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar with Mega Man Legends, this game was on the Nintendo 64 and PS1. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, the environments just kind of look like that. But again, the gameplay itself is great. And um, you know, if you're familiar with Pokemon and know how Pokemon works, uh, it's it's super clean and super smooth in how they transition from the wild portion and the battle portion, right? You don't have yeah. to go through a crazy load screen anymore. The, you know, the screen uh, kind of warping, like, you know, old, like older Final Fantasy titles and things like that. Like everything that you just throw the Pokeball down and then that's it. You're in the middle of a battle. As yeah. long as you do that, you know, throw, throw a Pokemon down in front of another wild Pokemon, you're all of a sudden the UI changes and it's just like, bam, you know, the fight item pokemon run you know the usual stuff so yeah. uh, so and it's it's pretty seamless so there's a lot of uh things here that are that they've done without a doubt for the better um and uh but yeah it's it's i think a lot of people are going to be spoiled by this and now i think you're going to start having two separate lines of pokemon games because it's going to be unfortunate if this is just a one-off i would hope there's more i do believe there will be more um but i want it to be co-developed or at least developed entirely by someone else because uh game freak can't they're just they can't do good work anymore they had their moment they're just a bunch of has-beens at this point and just um it's time it's time for fresh blood it's time for a fresh set of eyes and it's time for people who aren't so stuck in the past you know so i mean that uh, thing sold what six and a half million in the first yep. week or something yep, like that week. something insane crazy. i mean you know <laughs> i think here's what you need to do you need to go and get every pokemon fan to stop buying all the pokemon games regardless <laughs> of what they are and then they'll actually try to make them good if that doesn't happen then yeah. they're not going to care because yeah, yeah. no matter what they do so exactly. <laughs> you're not wrong thinking. i mean you're not wrong yeah yeah, and I kept thinking about how, you know, I mean, like we, we, we'll talk about it later in the show, but you know, there was a Nintendo Direct recently, yeah. and they did announce Xenoblade Three, 
And I was thinking, like, man, can you imagine if Monolith Soft, like, at least took care of the environments, right? Like, Game, Game Freak take care of the gameplay portions. They've got, they, they've got that down. But for environmental storytelling and just pure design, Monolith Soft is, without a doubt, I think one of the top developers out there when it comes to the more anime-esque JRPGs and stuff. So uh, they have just incredibly beautiful environments. And, uh, you know, if they had taken care of that and then once they got done, like, kind of, like, designing everything, they just kind of gave it back to Game Freak. It was like, all right, finish the rest. Yeah. You know, take care of the game now. You have you have a foundation now. Now, you, you know, whatever right. game you're trying to make now, there you go, make it. But here are the maps. Enjoy. Uh, you're going to yeah. go down this what-if scenario, though. What if Nintendo published their stuff on other platforms and what if somehow they got other studios in this magic alternate universe to do it? So, like, what would I... A naughty dog Pokemon game. Oh like, my gosh! Or, you know, <laughs> any of these big uh, studios m- known for making these big, you know, cutting edge games. Right. Like, oh, is it a game of the year contender? Look how pretty it looks. All that kind of stuff. That's like way more cutting edge than Pokemon's ever been. What if they made a Pokemon game? What would that look like? Yeah, I could <laughs> only imagine. That would be yeah, insane. Yeah, it game? would be. Be what if Rockstar game. made a Pokemon game? Like... <laughs> we are going to use the Grand Theft Auto engine to make a Pokemon game. <laughs> what? Or it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Red Dead Pokemon. Or, yeah, Red Dead Pokemon. The Old West Pokemon. I don't know. Yeah. Or what if there's a uh, a game where you play as the Pokemon and you're trying to kill all the trainers for all the like torture <laughs> for all the years? So. It's a kaiju game. It's a kaiju. <laughs> but, but Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon There's so much games. dumb, fun stuff you can do. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they they don't do it because they've got their formula. And yeah, that's oh, that'd be great though. Because it prints them money, so they that's as much as they. Well, have you're to not care wrong. About. I mean, as long as they do the bare minimum, that is enough for them. So you know, yeah, at this point, yeah. So, but yeah, from a technical and developmental level, it's um, it's really really poor. Like this is like without a doubt one of the like I said, one of the worst published, you know, Nintendo titles in terms of tech, you know, technicality and, yeah. and stuff like that. But, uh, but, uh, but the game itself, like I said, I, I can't stress it enough. It is great, and if you have the slightest interest in Pokemon, uh, it's it's a great time. It's a really, really great time. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, if you don't believe me. You know, hopefully my 150 hours within the first <laughs> week and a half, two weeks, says something, you know. Uh, so, and again, I haven't done that since X and Y. So it's, it's, I appreciate that it feels new and refreshing. And we do have something that feels a little more modern. Does it look yeah. like it? Absolutely not. But does it feel like it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. For Pokemon, it's a great direction that we're heading in. Uh, but for JRPGs as a whole, there's still a lot to be done. Uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it works where it needs to work. And, uh, you know, it, it, does its job well so there you go what if there was a pokemon game that looked as good and as flashy as like persona 5 that would be great that would be amazing because you don't need photorealism i'm not asking for i'm not asking for you know you know give me i want the graphics to look like detective pikachu not the game but the movie (laughs) you know like i'm not asking for that you know like i'm just asking for a little more thought a little more passion which you know i don't see anywhere you know put into this because there's no way if you told me they put passion into this there's no way everybody got together looked at it and went yeah no great all right ship like there's no way you know, or just, maybe uh, they put passion into it, and that's why you enjoy it so much. But the higher ups are like, "Nope, you got to put it out now because we got to make that Pokemon." Yeah, <laughs> like rip as it from their hands. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. thing, like as if it's going anywhere. You know, it's weird. Like I mean, you know, it, it's 
like Star Wars, how long was the gap between, you know, the original trilogy and then the ones in the early 2000s? Like, what was the gap? I mean, because the original ones came out in, what, the 70s? Well, the much? first one was the 77, 77 the so the last one was yeah. 80, Jedi was 83, I think. 83, okay, so from 83 to what, 2003? 99, 99 was when, okay, when Phantom yeah. Menace came out. Yeah, so... and. Still did pretty good for itself. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I, I think when you're that culturally, yeah. But see, you're forgetting that gap in between when they're not making that money. So they want to continuously make money. They don't want to wait and then make some money down the road. They want to keep making yeah, that but, money the whole which, time. <laughs> which is what they're doing now by chucking out. Yeah, you know, Book of Boba Fett, you got Obi Wan, doing. you got yeah, you yeah. know Mandalorian season three. You know, it's they like, are doing the freaking game freak thing for Star Wars. Let's do the yeah. bare minimum and just like we know people are going to watch it and pay their money for this star wars stuff so we don't have to try and put any imagination into it anymore we're just going to like nostalgia eat it eat yeah, it eat, eat it. it eat it we're going to make more samurai <laughs> we're going to make more samurai shows in space you know this is you, know, <laughs> you remember you remember that great western movie yeah let's 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 yes, throw that in you want to see yeah. a preview of mandalorian season three well throw that in book of boba fett you know it's like <laughs> spoiler alert you know it's like <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's time for you know just rotate it, please. I mean, just do. You know, I mean, it's not the first time properties have rotated. I mean, well, you yeah. Know, you know, Pokemon Snap was made by Bandai Namco. Same thing with uh, 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 Pokémon Tournament. You know, that yeah. was co-developed with Bandai Namco, and they got a lot of people from uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Tekken team as well to to work on that as well. You know, so yeah. it's it's just please, please, just you know. The Pokemon Conquest, Pokemon Ranger, and stuff like that. None of those were developed by Game Freak. No, you know, so it's uh, you know just you know just I don't know. Hand it off. Just see what people do with it. Just like what Sega's been doing with Sonic over the right. last couple entries. You know, it's like and, and those games turned out great, right? Mm-hmm. Sonic had a had a had a I'm not gonna say it, but had a really crappy streak for a long time. You know, and then all of a oh, sudden yeah. Sonic Mania comes out. That's a fan made game. Great, right? Streets of Rage Four comes out fan-made game you know yeah game. it's not made uh, by sega you know it was oh. Rage 4 wasn't um at the alex kid in miracle world remake wasn't uh the, the monster uh oh, what was it um monster world monster yeah, world yeah they've brought out a couple of those you know wonder boy you know all those you know they let think. other people make them and they're better than anything it's like what do you, you know, Sega's finally figured it out. It's like, well, sure, we'll take a little cut and let you do, let yeah, you do exactly. it. Yeah. They're just yeah. hanging out and it's just like, yeah, they still get some portion of the money. Yeah. Why not? It's like, yeah, if you're going to do all the work, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you go. I mean, you know. they're not, they don't have enough people to do it. So why not? Yeah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, I it's know. been working out pretty well for them. So. Yeah. You know, so, enough uh, well that Microsoft may end up buying them. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> There you I, go. You just gotta wait till Microsoft buys everybody, and that's just the Microsoft of I, gaming everything. I was reading an article today. It was done by not. Uh, it was. It was not really a gaming article about Microsoft. It was a business article about Microsoft. And after they said, after this acquisition goes through, if it goes through with Activision, Microsoft will still have about seventy billion dollars that they're wanting to spend on mm. things. It's like holy. crap. 
crap on a stick. It's like you still got seventy million dollars. Well, I mean, if you think about it, think about all of the revenue that Microsoft gets as a whole from its different things, and then how much, like how little they've actually bought things until the past like few years. Like it started kind of like with uh, buying Minecraft and some other things here and there, and then like recently the last couple years, like here. Yeah. Spend a bunch of cash all the And then flipping, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, who was it uh, that does Bayonetta? Um, Platinum Games. You know, they said they're shifting their gears to, you know, they're going to make more, you know, uh, pay for uh, what they call the games that you get and you pay a little bit. Uh, you bull buy crap. things. Well, bull crap, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they, 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 they don't make enough, they don't make enough money in their, in their, their regular releases. So they're going to do the, do the, uh, Oh gosh, Xbox, please buy platinum games so they can keep making action games and yeah. not make well, and stupid free to play crap. Yeah, whatever and they're they, talking about, and, and platinum, they're good at it. <laughs> platinum, pla- the, the guys that run platinum pretty much came out and said, Hey, Phil Spencer, let's, let's, let's go ahead and do, let's try to do, uh, uh whatever the game was scale bound. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they're, yeah. I mean, they pretty much put it out there that said, Hey, Microsoft, if you want to come by us, we'll entertain. I mean, they literally said it last week. It was like, yeah, they were completely open to it. Yeah. No, yeah. Company, uh, just came out. and was just like, Phil, we, we want, let's, let's give this another try. Let's give this another go. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they were kind of insinuating just like, Hey, look, I mean, <laughs> you got room for one more. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't. You know, uh, we we want some of that money. Come on. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Platinum Games do the do the live service. Live service games is what I'm. Okay. What I was trying to say. I don't want to see Platinum Games do live service games. I want to see Platinum. Well, they games. have such quality hack and slash titles, and like what they do, they're they're great at. So yeah. like to, you know, it, it's one thing to shift gears and want to try something new, but this sounds like a way they're selling out in order to way in order to stay afloat. Yeah, basically. I mean that's that's I've what got a good like. idea for Phil Spencer: buy Platinum Games and pay Nintendo to get the Bayonetta license back, so that we can have Bayonetta three on real platforms and not the Switch. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, that trailer, like, it looks like, yeah, cool, it's Bayonetta, but the trailer for Bayonetta 3, was, it's just like, but what if it was on modern mm, consoles? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what if? If it was running on the RE engine looking just like Devil May Cry 5 did, oh, my lord. I mean, me like, yeah. yes, please, give me that Bayonetta game, because, man, play the original Bayonetta on PC, and you're just like, I wish I could play Bayonetta 2 there, because it would look so much better. Yeah. Like, not that it's terrible, but it's just like, but what if it was yeah. not restricted by the Nintendo hardware? Yeah, exactly. What if? Well, and and there we got on a total tangent of that. So hey, we do tangents all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, we went we went way off of what Dennis was planning to. <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, I'm not going to talk too much about it just because. Um... You know, again, there's a review out there, so please go check it out. But also, uh, you know, I, I did touch upon it on the last podcast, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, I feel like I've basically mentioned all the important parts. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a great Pokemon game, regardless of how it looks like on the surface, yep. um, and it's well worth your time if you're a Pokemon fan to begin with. So uh, yep. it's, it's great. I hope to see more of this in the future, a, a new Pokemon Legends sort of uh, series of games. You know, what what would the next one be? I don't know. Maybe Pokemon Legends Mew could be. You know. And, it, yeah. but they this opens the door to so many possibilities i just want them to make better environments and not look like 
you know, it's still in like an alpha state, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, cause really, I mean, some of the, a lot, there's a lot of flat textures, a lot of clipping, a lot of bugginess, a lot of crashing. And it's like, man, like this, this, you know, this would be the exact thing that you would see a steam page for. And then it says on the bottom early, early access. access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, but otherwise great game and I'm excited for the future. If they decide to go down this route, um, I think they're going to start having two different things that where it's just like, here's the, you know, the, the legends series of games, and we're still going to continue to come out with the traditional stuff yeah. as well. Two versions, you know, cause uh, you know, it seems weird to take that away. You know when that's kind of yeah. been what it is, for <laughs> especially so. when it seems can... weird for them to take it away because they just want the money from. That's it. what if I was going to say. Totally just take it away, and it wouldn't matter. People would they still sell plenty. Why of not have to... because why... they split it? Some people buy yeah. more than one, so they get that extra revenue. Why have why have one team make one Pokemon game every year to two when you have two teams make two different Pokemon games every six months, and you know you can get you know. <laughs> I mean, because when did uh, when did Brilliant and Brilliant uh, diamond and that was literally Pearl. three months ago yeah, it was three funny. months ago and yeah. it sold a bazillion of those and then you know here's the next one and here's 6.5 million more people that buy you know the same people buy it again i did i bought both of them you know it's yeah. like of course let, i did i like the pokemon games let me tell you like and that's saying something when you sell stuff that consistently that quick and because a lot of games are happy just to reach 1 million let yeah. alone Six million within a week that Arceus said, and then the thirteen point five around there that uh, Diamond and Pearl have done to date. You know, so it's uh, it's pretty pretty well. Yeah, I mean, let me just look up something here. I mean, let's see, uh, lifetime sales of God of War twenty eighteen nineteen point five million copies sold, and Pokemon a new Pokemon game sold six point five in a week. In a week, yeah. yeah, What's What's that average going to be? I mean, I know next week it's not going to be. We sold twelve million, but I mean, no. you know, they'll hit nineteen point five million by the end of the year. By the I end of the year, I can imagine. You know, next within the next fiscal year, when Nintendo comes out in, in March twenty twenty three, and they start talking about you know the releases over the course of the last fiscal year, that will be up there, having surpassed. Yeah. I mean, you look at how many, you know, the, what was it they released not long ago? Maybe it was during that direct, uh, before the direct, the Mario Kart, the Breath of the Wild, all say, those games that they sold. It's triple. not going to matter how many Pokemons they sell. Mario Kart 8 will somehow sell more copies than it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, it's crazy. It's the I mean, Nintendo properties just print money and they're, you know, and it's not a $500 next gen console. It's just, a, you know. It's just a console. Uh, 300 whatever dollar past gen console. Yeah, like, I don't know what you'd even <laughs> call that. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, just it's the Nintendo it's thing. Just the it's the Nintendo not, thing. Not anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just out there doing their own thing. They're not buying up publishers. They're not, you know, it's, and they're still just, the money just flows like water. It's, yeah, I think the last thing they bought was Retro Studios, and that was, what, maybe two years ago? A year and a half, two years ago? Something like that, yeah. Um, because they're, you know, you know, they've been making Metroid Prime for so long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, well, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Someone else was yeah, making the happened, Metroid yeah. Prime yeah. sequel, and then they're like, no, nah, you, can't, you can't do it. We're going to go back to, you know, the other studio who knows how to make Metroid. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> so Honestly, weird. They came out and said that, where it was just like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing, so, <laughs> so we're going to restart development and give it, give it to the team that's always done it. Yeah. So. Uh, 
But anyway, what else have you been playing besides Pokemon? Yeah, well, uh, on the topic of things that just don't look good, um, I, I have been playing Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires. and uh, oh, on, the Switch. on the Switch, I can only imagine. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Back in 2018, I actually have a tab of the art of the review here. Back in 2018, we had the privilege uh, at the Gamers Lounge to review Dynasty Warriors 9. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy that was tasked to that? This face right here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I've always been a big Dynasty Warriors fan. And uh, But Dynasty Warriors 9 put a bad taste not only in my mouth, but in a lot of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. Now... You know, if you're not familiar with Dynasty Warriors, uh, they're usually called Sengoku uh, Musou in Japan, and uh, they're they're referred to as just Musou games in general. Musou is a pretty widely used term uh, when referring to the Warriors games, and uh, because Warriors is more of a generic term, so people when they're talking about these games, they usually like they're just like, yeah, you know, those Musou games. So it's yeah. just like, is that that better kind of you know, um, you know. Uh, indicates what it is but um but the biggest thing that dynasty warriors 9 that did differently from prior dynasty warrior titles um not because they got rid of their hack and slash thing there's still these crazy you know it's like a brawler slash hack and slash yeah you got thousands of people on screen at once somehow it's running and like you know it's (laughs) it's and you're just destroying them like by the end of a level your kill count can be any it can range anywhere between a thousand and like five thousand basically it's it's crazy it's crazy um and there's all these missions that you have a main mission but all these like mini missions put in between while you're out in the battlefield and they've always been great at providing this fluid uh gameplay that gives you uh, access to a wide selection of characters um, all with their each unique weapons, all with uh, their own uh, special moves and stuff like that. Uh, Think of, you know, just your kind of traditional 2D fighter, but in a more over-the-shoulder 3D open space, you know, and, you know, everyone's got a sword. It's kind of like Soul Calibur, you know, but think of more, you know, when you're thinking of button inputs and things like that. Um, But it's just a lot crazier and flashier right so um and much more fluid uh but since dynasty warriors 3 i believe uh possibly even 2 but 3 i know for sure they've had what's called the empire's versions of these games and they they differ in the fact that they tend to i want to say strip down because that's not the right word because all the content is still there um but they tend to put more emphasis on strategy and uh, they streamline the experience a little bit more. So in Dynasty Warriors 9's case, when we reviewed it back in 2018, um, I was playing on a PS4 Pro at the time. And what it did differently from uh, from other ones, which are usually pretty linear, level-based games, right. uh, this one was completely open world. This was the first time Dynasty Warriors went open world. And it was in, uh, I forgot, what, maybe 300 AD in China? and uh, But a long time ago. And that world was so empty. There was nothing to see. There was nothing to do. And they tried to do something with Dynasty Warriors that I do believe could have worked. But because this was their first time and they had people on their on the team that clearly had never made an open world game before, maybe never even played many open world games, yeah. they you could see that there was a sort of... Um, 
everything just felt very novice, right? So it nothing felt like it was from a seasoned team of people that have done this before. Even though it's always been Omega Force time and time and time again that have made these games. Right. It's always been developed by them. So uh but that open world format did not work unfortunately even though i liked it to a degree um that game just was ruined because of it and when i say empty i mean empty like just go look up gameplay portions of it like it was bad and it ran like trash also they had two modes whether you're playing on ps4 pro or xbox one x at the time one mode's called action mode the other one's called cinematic mode and they are basically their sort of version of performance and you know resolution mode so um yet hilariously there was no difference and to make matters even worse uh if you don't want to take my word for it you know go watch the digital foundry video from back then they did analyze it and you know they're very good at analyzing stuff and uh it is literally one of the worst things that i've that you know that was to come out at that time so um and i believe we gave it a two out of five at the gamer zone Mm -hmm. so um but i've been playing empires now uh because i got it sent to me for review and yeah it's 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 just you know they had their chance to have to redeem the game because i do believe there was untapped potential in dynasty warriors 9 um and they had a lot of gross season passes and i say gross just because that was not one not two but three season passes for dynasty warriors 9 a game nobody liked and you decided to make more content not only in the form of one two but three season passes that were so ridiculously priced and uh yeah no but empires compiles all of that which is great empires has always done that um but yeah, the open world format is gone. But the big, but you still have these huge fields that still feel like they're open world. But more, I guess more open hub, right? More open right. hub would be the, a more proper term for it. But but yeah, it's a streamlined experience that Empires does. That's meant to focus more on like invasions and strategy building and world building and uh, building your kingdom, basically. Uh, almost like you know, let's keep. The Dynasty Warriors games would do a more sort of our version of what would essentially be tower defense, right? So um, is what Empires is. And so, but on the Switch in particular, well, you know what? Let me just say one thing really quick. Uh, When it came out on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X and even on PC, like the performance was terrible across the board. Not to mention the game just did not really look that good at the time either and these were on the highest performing consoles at the time right and uh like never mind just the frame rate but just like what when you saw trailers and stuff like the game looked amazing uh but then when you actually played it you know you had a little bit of a watchdog situation right where it's just like what what this has clearly been downgraded like a lot and i don't know if it's because maybe the open world they just couldn't get it to run seamless enough not that there was much there to begin with but uh but you know so they had to make the sacrifices elsewhere um or what the deal was on a technical level but but either way i remember when this got announced for switch months ago months and months and months ago and i was like my literally my initial reaction it was not excitement it was literally i initial i just said immediately how yeah that's all i said that was the one word how how because 
uh, again, that game already didn't look good, even through p- all the patches and stuff, which helped a little bit, but it's still, at the end of the day, its core foundation was just bad to begin with. So there was no real saving that game. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can go more in-depth at gamersonage.com and you know, read the review there. But uh, but it, it just, you know, I, my initial thought literally was how. And um, now that it's out, uh, I, I once again, I repeat, how? <laughs> because, uh, and I'll even add an additional question: Why? Because it's it's it looks bad, man. Like it's it's like it's like they saw Arceus and went, you know what? <laughs> okay, you want to compete? You want yeah. competition? I give you competition. So like it looks on a visual level really bad however the character models are really really high quality like if you zoom in because there's a photo mode now there was not a photo mode when that game came out but there's a photo mode now and um when you zoom in the character models are actually like really really clean and even when you're like when you're on the menus during the character select you can create your own character now as well which is awesome give them their own background so i I played around with that a little bit and uh it looks great it's super clean um but when you're actually like out uh doing what they call a stroll um because otherwise you're just kind of you know selecting a level and doing your kind of typical uh you know uh, uh, battle portion of the gameplay but um but yeah usually you're just in an office and you just kind of select all these you kind of go through a bunch of menus and you're just like you know do you want to train your soldiers do you want to um you know, do you want to, uh, you know, increase your rations? Um, do you want to sell off a piece of property? So on and so forth, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, build your funds and build your resources and build your kingdom that way. Um, but otherwise, uh, and that's what you're usually doing outside of battles. And you can spend a long time doing just that, honestly. Um, like you don't, you're not forced really to do battles uh, this time around, unless it's like something that's absolutely mandatory in terms of story. So, uh, but yeah, but yeah, you, you can go on a stroll as well. And yeah, no, it's the pop in is terrible. The textures are flat. There's no shading whatsoever. It, it and it must be at like, I mean, I've seen 3ds games that look better than this. You know, like it it's a really low and very bad resolution. This game, and I'm like, and not to mention the performance, which is like barely hitting 20 a lot of the time. You know, and I'm like. I'm like, Jesus, it's so choppy. Like, why did you not just skip this? You could have just focused all your resources elsewhere. And what's even more upsetting is that Samurai Warriors 5 came out really not that long ago, and that game was awesome. Mm. Like, that game was awesome, and it ran great on the Switch. The art style was amazing. I had such a great time with that game. And, but here we are, you know, fast forward a couple months later with, you know, what is supposed to be the definitive version, really, of Dynasty Warriors 9. And, you know, they had their chance to go back to the drawing board, fix a lot of things, streamline the experience even more, make it palatable to a lot of people. Um, But not only did they not do that, but uh, the game is just an absolute disaster on the Switch, and I do not recommend it at all uh, if you're... Uh, if you have other platforms available, you know, and, you're, and you really love Dynasty Warriors, do yourself a favor, get it elsewhere. However, I would still wait for a sale, um, unless you're more into the Empire's line of those games, just because you know they do again focus more on strategy and doing more of a tower defense, taking a more taking more of a tower defense sort of approach to mm. the Dynasty Warriors experience. So, um, but yeah, overall, 
uh, you know, it's terrible. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. Like I, I, again, it was bad in 2018 and it's bad now in 2022. It's, you know, there's just, there was just no save in this game, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, and I'm going to go more in depth about on on that. You know, once I, once I finish up uh, my review of Dynasty Warriors, Nine Empires, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate and stay far, far away from the switch version. That game should have never come out on the switch. They should have skipped it. There was no reason for it. I mean, I understand you want to tap into, you know, as many markets as possible, but you know, you're really, you know, putting the name of the brand at stake by doing that, you know, um, especially for people who are, who are going to be only exposed to the poorest, uh, possible version of that game. So, um, so yeah, I don't recommend it, but yeah, I've been playing dynasty warriors, nine empires and, uh, yeah, it's just as bad as it was before. So, (laughs) uh, but uh, but yeah, in addition to that, on a more on a, on a happier level, something that does look absolutely incredible. Um, yesterday or two days ago, I finally started Hitman Three. I only got to play a little bit, maybe like two hours, two three hours of it, and uh, but I got through the first two levels, and uh, and oh man, yeah, I mean, it's good. It looks it looks fantastic. Does it have yeah, ray it, tracing on the Series X version? It, it, it does. Or Series so, yeah, S? I mean, yeah, I know it does on no. the X. I, yeah, it definitely does on the X, but on the Series S, yeah, no, because I remember at one point, like, I specifically said, like, wow, this lighting looks amazing. Yeah. Look at this, like, the lighting and the shading, and yes, it does have, okay. have ray tracing. I, I wasn't sure if it did or not. No, yeah, that game is incredibly well optimized, especially when you see a lot of games, like Control, even, that's even like, yeah, no, we couldn't get ray tracing on the Series S, and it's just like, ah, I feel like you could have, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. kind of like Cyberpunk. It's like, I, I feel uh, like yes. you could have done the 1080p 60 on that, yeah. and it still yeah. would have looked really good, but... Yeah, yeah. I would have preferred 1080 60 with ray tracing than 1440 30 only, no ray tracing. Yeah. But, you know, lower res, higher performance always. I, yeah. I'd rather just mm-hmm. so that's fine. I mean, especially with, I mean, and upscaling's a thing, checkerboard rendering, all that stuff. So, like, I mean, you'll you'll it'll still look good. Oh yeah. Even on a mm-hmm. TV, it still looks perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, the game is is fantastic, and uh, yeah, and, and it's, cool. it, but but it's you know it, it's one of those things that's hard to describe. Also, because if if you've played Hitman, you kind of know what you're going going into already right you know so mm-hmm. it's i felt very comfortable right away because hitman one and two played pretty much identical to each other yeah. you know other than you know more sort of uh uh you know user friendliness and stuff like that and hitman three is super user friendly um but it is the hitman experience you know that uh that they've kind of uh perfected at this point you know they're kind of signature hitman mm-hmm. sort of uh, uh, gameplay so um but as is with the hitman games and my, what makes me love these games so much is the environments are just unparalleled man they're unmatched like it's just it's especially it's, that opening one where you're in the building and you know oh, top so and all yeah, that. Yeah. I, yeah yeah it's it's so good because it's super like just the way it's woven into each other and it's super intricate and elaborate and it's it's just such a one like wonderfully designed uh, uh game so far but all that's what that's what's always made me love hitman the most like there's plenty of games where you play as an assassin right. but what makes hitman stand out so much is just that level design is just it just can't be beat they have the greatest level like what some of the greatest level designs ever um uh io interactive so uh it's it's and once again hitman 3 is i mean it's the 
Hitman experience. So if you know if you played the other ones, you know what you're going into with this one. Uh, but yeah, it's the usual. Here's a couple new targets. You know, there is an, an underlying story between it all. Um, but it's these micro stories that really kind of make the game and the environment. Everything feels so alive, and all the people, and you you feel like a proper Hitman. You know, right. and it's, it's well, it's, <laughs> Hitman me, is I, great because you can play it try to be that proper hitman and do it all seriously but there's all the goofy stuff oh, that yeah. sometimes is baked in there yeah. or just the goofy stuff that happens when you screw it up and it's all mayhem and yeah. you're just like yeah. trying not to die and still pull off your target <laughs> yeah. and getting your target right. somehow yeah like i remember in, in hitman 2 in particular hitman 2 it, oh god that, that game was i put just countless hours in hitman 2 but uh not long after i beat the game is when they started releasing uh uh, like weekly contracts they mm-hmm. called it yeah. and the first ever one to get everyone hyped the the guy you had to kill was sean bean <laughs> you know they got sean bean to come in i remember that play yeah, a role. it was it was awesome he played it so good one of my favorite hitman moments probably ever within that video game series and uh and he was in this awesome hotel uh not hotel sorry office building in uh this sort of uh racetrack and i went in there and he was hard man he was he was a hard target to kill but uh but there was a part that i messed up on and i have a screenshot of it somewhere um on my playstation profile but uh there's a part where i messed up on and the ai the, the ai is really well done but in this particular moment they were being particularly stupid and <laughs> they just kept going into this bathroom that I was hiding in one by one. So as they were coming in, it was just like headshot. All right, wait a couple seconds, another headshot. Wait a couple <laughs> seconds, another headshot. And I'm not even joking. I must've had at one point, probably the, over 50 bodies in this one little, just uh, piling bathroom. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it was just a normal like staff bathroom. This is, wasn't like a public bathroom with like, 10 stalls like this was a very small bathroom and they were all piled up on top of each other because you know you got to hide the bodies i didn't want people to you know see them right. as they're passing by so i'm hiding the bodies and it got to the point where there were so many bodies like the game which by the way is a technical marvel because not only does it look amazing but it runs beautifully as well it's always hitting that 60 always yeah. this time it did not it was struggling <laughs> like, well, yeah because like, you had a hundred thousand bodies shoved in that bathroom so many, yeah all those assets in that one little <laughs> small place like it, the game couldn't handle it anymore like it was running slow but the moment i left the, ba- the bathroom obviously all was well in the world again right. but the moment i went in there man it was chugging it was chugging really really hard that's how many bodies were in there and i was in there for a solid like 45 minutes <laughs> it was ridiculous uh... just waiting, waiting for people to come on in because and then i basically had the entire map just cleaned out at that point because everyone just kept somehow spawning and coming into hey man did you hear what happened in that bathroom why don't you go check it out yeah (laughs) what's going on in that bathroom oh (laughs) i gotta go to the bathroom One NPC knows what's going on, so it's just sending people. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, why don't you go? Like, why don't you look too? Oh man, what about Bob? One in there. You need to yeah. go check on Bob. We haven't seen Richard in a while. Where is he? I know they've all been going to that bathroom. Been going to that bathroom. It's like a black hole. Why don't you go in there and see what's going on? <laughs> hey man, the real party's in that bathroom. Yeah. Why don't I go check it out. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, but it was it was it was such a great time and uh, Hitman again. I haven't played too much of it, but uh, it, since it's on Game Pass now, because I meant to buy it forever ago, but it's on Game Pass now, right. so now I back. It's great, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's Hitman as you know and love, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to play more. It's it's awesome, but I haven't done any super elaborate like kills yet. Um, I've done some pretty standard 
uh, kills. Nothing necessarily boring, but you know, Hitman, you can get super like, <laughs> like you know, thought out with your plans on right. how you kill somebody. Uh, and Hitman I like all the very goofy roles that you can do. Like when you're like, hey, I he can ex- inexplicably just drum. And he's a good drummer, and, the, and mm-hmm. he's not bringing his cover because he can play it just oh, as well. Yeah. He's a model on a you know, he's model running, yeah. doing, going down the runway, and he's just fine. He can do anything he wants as long as you have that costume. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Hitman Three again. I haven't played much, but uh, as as a Hitman fan since God, I don't even know how long I've been playing. Probably since <sighs> I think the first one I played was probably Contracts on PC. I think that's the second one, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I, cause I, I played the first, like I played that one. I first got into Hitman on PC when that's all I had like forever ago. And I played, started with contracts, then went back to the first one, unless that one was the first, I think it was just called Hitman. But, and then of course went to blood money, then went to whichever one that was on PS3 absolution or what I like to call as abomination. Cause that game was not good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. much the one that Hitman fans are just like, nah, you missed on that one. Yeah, no, that was big. <laughs> like, like none of the stealth mechanics worked. Like that game was just not, they kind of missed the point of the whole Hitman sort of persona and vibe uh, and gameplay really of that game. But once again, if there's anything to talk about in that game, it's the exquisite level design <laughs> that is just incredible with each new entry. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, and Hitman 3 has been a, been a great time. So I'm excited to play more of that and hopefully, uh, you know, I can play it, beat it. And then by the time we do the next podcast, I can go definitely like hugely in depth uh, with, uh, with hitman 3 so yeah. uh but yeah enjoying it so far from the little that i've played of it so um but in addition to that um on a, on a lighter note um contrast recently came to xbox game pass finally yeah. uh because uh i i didn't even realize a lot of people apparently didn't realize that this game was on xbox to begin with because when the game initially came out it was always kind of marketed on playstation mm-hmm. matter of fact contrast was actually when the playstation 4 the day playstation 4 came out that was the day one ps plus game mm-hmm. that you could get for free was contrast yeah. with every I'm PS4. Aware. yeah i remember i have it yeah and uh now i didn't have a ps4 at the time i didn't get my ps4 until years later not until the pro came out that was my first ps4 was a ps4 pro so um and uh but i did play it on pc and i had a fantastic time with it it's it's a unique game with an awesome noir setting um that uh you know you utilize the shadows basically right so you play as a 3d sort of um like you start off in the the real world and then uh but if you have to go and do some puzzle platforming and you can't like get on top of this one building you can utilize the shadows uh to your to your advantage basically so you know even though there might not be anything there physically to stand on you can just hold the right trigger you'll kind of phase into the wall become a silhouette of yourself and then you can utilize the shadows as platforms to get to where you need to go and uh but yeah contrast is not a long game i think i beat it in maybe like three or four hours i think like the first time i played it and uh, but since it's on game pass now i really wanted to revisit it because it really is one of my favorite uh puzzle games like of all time like i just something about that game like it was far from perfect because the game definitely had its issues and there was a lot of like plot holes and stuff like that but again for me level design is so important and atmosphere and stuff like that so and the game just nailed all of that you know even though the gameplay could absolutely be better it's definitely a product of its time since i've been playing it's definitely it's definitely got some sluggishness to it definitely some uh it's you know a lot very uh very janky in a lot of areas um but 
you know, it's got a soft spot in my heart. You know, it's it's mm. I love that game. So, and now that it's on Xbox Game Pass, um, you know, it's it's there for everyone to enjoy. Since Compulsion Games did get bought by Xbox, uh, I think when they first started doing like a lot of those big acquisitions, Compulsion Games was one of them. Compulsion Games mm-hmm. was not familiar. Contrast was their first game, but immediately after that, uh, you probably know them more so for doing We Happy Few. That's kind of like the game that they're ah, right. Um, yeah. Working on, you can see a lot of art style similarities too between Contrast and We Happy Few, um, but uh, which I which I loved. I mean, We Happy Few. It, I mean, it was buggy as all hell, but it was uh, it was. But credit where credits due, that game I had a great time with it, and yeah, uh, and, yeah no, I love that game. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, I've been you know, revisiting that. Didn't spend too much time with that either, maybe an hour and a half. Um, but uh, it's just as I remember it, and uh, but it, it, but without a doubt, it's a product of its time. But uh, you know, if you love puzzle platformers, do yourself a favor, check this out. There's just something oddly relaxing about it too. Um, even though it can get difficult, but uh, it's not a long game. So again, if you're into those types of games, do yourself a favor, check it out because it's unique. Like there's nothing that feels or looks like it, so it stands out from other puzzle platforms for sure. So and that's why it's always been so memorable for me. Um, and I just love the the creative and art direction for contrast. So. Uh, but yeah, and then lastly, I've been playing uh, a little bit, not too much, maybe maybe just my, again a small amount uh, of Welcome to Elk. We actually got this uh, sent to us uh, for review uh, by the good folks uh, from the studio there, and uh, and honestly, I didn't think it was going to be something that I would like too too much, but I ended up like I, so far, anyways. I'm like really really enjoying it. Um, and mainly because of how it is on a visual level, right? Like the art style is kind of similar to those kind of goofy adult cartoons that are almost uh, purposely bad. I don't know if just mm. these a lot of adult cartoons like Rick and Morty or a lot of those adult swim type things, uh, you know, I don't know if they just intentionally get bad artists or if it's just that's supposed to be how <laughs> it's supposed to be. But uh, but it looks like one of those, um, except it definitely has like a sort of purity to it that those other like shows don't have um, in terms of like art direction and stuff like that. Stuff like, you know, like other adult shows that like uh, like cartoons that that like netflix has like bojack horseman and things like that too mm-hmm. right or like uh what was that big liar or something like that i don't know those types uh, of shows something like, yeah i can't remember i know you know the one i'm talking about yeah, yeah. yeah so um but those shows i don't i don't know man they're hard to look at they really are like yeah, i just yeah. i can't watch them because they're hard to look at it's the whole time i just can't get over the fact was just like somebody gets paid to draw this like it's crazy uh but <laughs> i don't know but for me <laughs> For me, um, you know, that, and that's how I initially felt. But now that I've been playing Welcome to Elk, uh, it's it's cool. It's like a little adventure game. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the backgrounds are are black and white, and uh, but the people themselves are like you know uh, uh, fully illustrated with color and stuff like that, versus just being like pencil outlines like the rest of the environment is. And uh, I couldn't really tell you what's going on. It, it, it's kind of a vague story so far. All I know is you play as a girl who moves into this new town for a little bit and you're just kind of meeting the townsfolk right now it's a place called elk hence welcome to elk you know and uh and yeah and then you know things you know you know as usual just aren't as they seem you know things get weird and uh you know you're trying to figure out uh what uh what it's what it's like um but it's interesting because it's like a mystery adventure game uh not a murder mystery but just a mystery adventure game and uh it reminds me a lot of oxen free 
So if you liked Oxenfree, because I'm getting a lot of those vibes right now when I'm while I'm playing it, you know, just kind of like you're just hanging out with some people, talking to people, things happen, you know, sort of Stranger Things-esque uh, sort of uh, a story way of storytelling. And... Um, and and yeah, one thing leads to another, and then you just kind of figure out what's what's happening. But it, I get a lot of vibes from Oxenfree from uh, from this. And there's also a smaller indie game that I played on the Switch a while back called Earthworms, and uh, that game is usually on sale for dirt cheap. I got that for like maybe ninety nine cents um, you know, a couple of years ago. And I highly recommend Earthworms. Uh, you play as a, as a detective that just goes around, and you're trying to figure out why every the place has kind of been abandoned. There's still people that live there, but people are acting really weird, and um, and then you start figuring out why it's called Earthworms and stuff like that it's a really weird game but uh again it if you like that type of game of going around and the world is unfolding as you walk through it and uh you're doing a little bit of detective work something like that or oxen free as you're trying to figure things out and things get weird i think you're gonna like welcome to elk a lot uh because it reminds me that there's a big big vibe that i'm getting from that and uh th- those are good things those are very good things because i loved oxen free and uh, uh, uh earthworms is very good it too. is visually uh interesting yeah, it's interesting for sure. <laughs> but again, it reminds me of those sort of adult cartoons that yeah, uh, it does. It has uh, yeah. Adventure Time. Yeah, stuff like that too. Yeah, Adventure, yeah, Time, Adventure Time or uh, it has an Ocha. art style that I do not particularly like. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, 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 I can see why, that. Yeah, I mean, I... yeah, and that's that's why I wasn't crazy for it at first. But there was something about it that kind of drew me in, and I was like, you know what? You know, I'm doing a lot of reviews at the moment, but sure, send this to me. And I'm glad that I, that I took it because, again, I haven't spent too much time on it, but I am still, uh, uh, you know, I'm, the reviews slowly but surely getting getting written. And uh, I'm uh, uh, overall, I, I from what I've played, I'm I'm enjoying it. And if it keeps up this sort of oxen-free sort of uh, uh, vibe to it and style of gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. Then I'm going to recommend it to a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's. I'm enjoying it a lot so far. So, uh, yeah, and I'm playing that on the on the Nintendo Switch. It might be available elsewhere, more than likely PC. I'm not sure about the other platforms. Yeah, it looks sure. like it's on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. It looks like it came out in 2020 on Steam. So it's okay, been out, okay, but out on PC for a little while. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. So it must just be new to consoles then. Yeah. Um, looks that way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I recommend that if you love stuff like Oxen Free, I think there's, you're going to really enjoy what's what's here. And uh, definitely check out Earthworms too, because it goes on sale all the time for like 99 cents um, on the eShop. And I know you can get it for dirt cheap on Steam too. Like we're talking like mere cents, <laughs> you yeah. know? So like normally it's like 10 bucks, but when, when there's a sale, oh Lord, they want you to have it. It's a sale, <laughs> you know? So like you can, you can probably find enough to pay for it under your couch. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so when it goes on sale, so, but uh, but you know don't don't let the sort of huge uh, uh, discount sort of deter you from you know thinking it you know or, or make you think that it's it's a terrible game because it's not it's 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 awesome it definitely harkens back to those older point and click uh, uh, style games but again with that atmosphere of mystery and and you can't help but you you start to get it's gripping you know and the, yeah. the way the story unfolds and the pacing of it all and it's really really well done and uh and yeah welcome to elk is is exactly just like that but uh, uh but yeah but once i write the review i'll, I'll, I'll go more in depth uh there it's slowly but surely being written you know i want to make sure i'm thorough with it uh but uh but yeah definitely check it out if you enjoy stuff like games like those for sure uh, but uh but yeah and then that's everything i've been playing okay cool well, we'll hit notes or uh, news real fast. Uh, you know, I, I've, I'd forgot there was a Nintendo Direct, so I added that too. So we'll oh, yeah. kind of 
touch. I mean, on we kind of left it out. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't too much. In it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, some of the bigger stories uh, that happened while we were going, Bungie uh, was purchased is going to be purchased by Microsoft for three point six billion. Sony. Or Sony. Yeah, I Sony. Said Microsoft. Yeah, Sorry, I'm so I'm so used to saying Microsoft is buying. <laughs> Microsoft it's is Microsoft buying. dressed in yeah. like a Sony costume. Yeah, like they've got a Sony mask on. It's yeah. like Phil Spencer. That yeah. it just says like we're here to buy you. Um, no, yeah, sorry, I, and I was sitting right here reading it, and it just uh, I said Microsoft because it's been Microsoft buying it. Uh, yeah. It's weird because they're going to be an independent studio, but owned by Sony. I, it seems kind of strange. That uh, is strange. Bungie is weird. Yeah. I, Bungie I, is like, yeah. hey, we're going to go away and be on our own. Never mind. We're going to get uh, bought by a big company. Never mind. We want to be on our own again. Never mind. Yeah. We're getting bought again. Yeah, like, I, make I, up your mind. Yeah, and I, and I said <laughs> that. I said that the day the news broke. I was like, okay, wait a minute. So, you know, you're independent. You were bought by Microsoft. Then you wanted your independence. Microsoft let you out of the con, you know, let you go. So you go to you go par- you partner with Activision to publish Destiny. Then you decide I don't want to be partnered with uh, with Activision anymore. So they let you out of that and keep the IP and everything. And now Sony's buying you, but you're still going to be independent. I, I don't know. It's yeah, a it, weird it's thing. Weird. It's very I weird. The only thing that makes sense to me how I'm interpreting it as it's like here is a private investor. That's what it is. You know, it's like we can still be an independent studio, but here is our our own personal bank, you know, and it used to be Microsoft. Now the publisher and then the publisher became Activision. Well, and then now it's like Sony's our own personal bank. Yeah, (laughs) I, I think that Sony bought Bungie more for their um uh, what do they call it? Their proprietary tools for their, you know, their, their, uh, their, the way that destiny is set up with the, uh, like the live service. stuff. Yeah. The live service stuff, because shortly thereafter, they're like, we're going to do 10 live service games, you know, over the next years. And it's like, no, it's like, but still, so not what live service means. If you're doing a 10 year plan for live service, you have one. Yeah. Maybe two. Not ten. Yeah, there can only be so many live service games because there's only a certain audience who plays them, and they can only play so many at a time because that's ones you want people to keep playing. I think they want playing everything. When you think about it, they really don't have stuff like that. Meanwhile, Microsoft does have you know something. I think they want their own sort of Sea of Thieves. I'm not saying they want their own pirate game. No, they want a game like that. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's one property that continues to evolve over time and become bigger and better. And uh, no matter when you jump in, there's always yeah. something, you know, there for you. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know it's, if they're doing it for that, like surely there was a way they could have bought tools without buying a studio, but I probably, don't know. yeah, especially for, for what? 3 billion, no less. <laughs> so, like, Bungie alone with I think, so. yeah. I think they way overpaid for Bungie. Just a lot personally. of people think that I think that too. Uh, yeah. But yeah. that I think, I think Microsoft paying 60, almost 70 billion dollars for activision is way overpaying for activision i, I think. think that's underpaying you think so i i mean they're for the not amount of ip see that's this fine. difference is they have so many ips well, that they can true. take advantage of whatever and that's more part of what they're buying plus some of the studio infrastructure and all that right. other stuff too yeah but, but i mean you look at the they stuff. get a lot more value out of it than sony buying one studio yeah. that makes one thing and then, yeah, you know, and then keeping it multi-platform mind yeah you. and then keeping <laughs> and keeping call of duty and stuff like that in multi 
multi-platform. Now, they're not saying that those other IPs will be multi-platform, but Call of Duty will still be multi-platform. But why wouldn't yeah. they? I mean, but, but yeah, we'll of, see how long that lasts. But yeah, in the case of Bungie, though, where it's just like you spent three point six billion, and then literally nothing changes. Everything's still multi-platform. Like, yeah, and they're, all they're really getting out yeah. of it is that proprietary technology. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's. And, I mean, know. what have they done since? halo they've done destiny and that's yeah. it and i mean destiny one i enjoyed destiny one destiny two came out and i kind of went eh. yeah i mean look i mean bungie's great at what they're what, at what they do there's no doubt about it but like at the, saying they're versatile eh, yeah. stretch we'll know? see what their new ip is that they're working on we'll see what you know when whenever whenever that to and who knows it's called more destiny yeah it's called destiny three it's different because it has the word more in it yeah yeah. No, Destiny 3, or instead of the E. It's a 3. Whoa. Oh, wait, no, yeah. it's different. Wait, Destiny's Child. That's the new franchise. Oh, there it is. Wow. There it is. That sounds like a prequel. Yeah, it does. Prequel. It could be. It could be a prequel. No, that's a sequel. It's the Child of Destiny. Come oh. on, it can't well, be a prequel. Yeah. That's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> um, Nintendo is shutting down the eShop on the 3DS and the Wii U. Um, and for some odd reason, I say it frustrates fans. What? Are you surprised by this? I, and, I, and I put out that, many times they've before. done it before. It's like I put that tweet out the other day. I went, they shut servers down. Uh, they shut the eShop down on the Wii for you know two years after the Wii was discontinued. They mm-hmm. waited five years to do it on the Wii U for some strange reason. I don't yeah. know why. I figured it would have been shut down a long time ago. And it's not like you still can't get your digital stuff. You just can't yeah, buy new most- stuff. That to me was the most important part, just because I did play my 3ds a lot. I do have a lot of games on 3ds. Yeah, I do too. I have it digitally. Yeah. yeah, and like, but that was the most important part because I know with the Wii in particular, when they did shut it down, they were like, "No, this store's gone." Like, so if you you better have everything downloaded or installed that you right. want because you, there's yeah. no way you're getting back in. But this is just like you know, this is like yeah, you won't be able to buy anything anymore. But don't worry, you you still have access to all like the purchases. Vita. Like when they shut the Vita store down, yeah. you know, you could still download the digital games on the Vita. You yeah. just can't yeah. buy new games on it which which is fine that's the most important part because like otherwise there's thousands of dollars that a lot of people have just disappear right yeah and and now everybody's like oh there's just thousands of digital games it's just gonna disappear into the ether no it's not if you didn't if look if there's something on the wii u or the 3ds that you haven't bought yet that you want to buy digitally what in the crap have you been waiting (laughs) waiting for especially (laughs) on the wii u i mean the wii u haven't been made in five years what are you waiting for on the wii u what are you waiting for yeah are you really oh no i didn't buy wind waker hd digitally on the wii u because i didn't you know it's well, that's even a bad right. example because that's the game that came out on discs too. Yeah, so it, I like, mean, it came yeah. out on discs. It's like, what are you? There's no, mm, and and when when Nintendo does that, all of a sudden you get retro gamers and these preservationists coming out with pitchforks and torches, going, "This is terrible! Hack your system so you could download these things for free because Nintendo doesn't care about oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, they they don't care about preserving digital content. Look, this is par for the course for Nintendo." If you haven't figured this out yet, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's also like it costs them money to keep yeah. those storefronts running, and if only so many sales are going, that's not going to support it. They're going to shut it down. Yeah, and they're looking at numbers, and and like I said. 
ten five seconds ago. I don't know how they hadn't shut the eShop down a long time ago on the Wii U because almost every game that was any good on the Wii U is now on the Switch. There's two left, and they're two Zelda games. Well, three. Yeah, I was like, and, g- give me Wind Waker on Switch, please. I will buy that. Get Wind yeah. Waker, Twilight, Twilight Princess, and Xenoblade that Chronicles X. That's the only I, games I, that are... I probably wouldn't buy that one. I'd buy the Zelda. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, Chronicles X is good. Whoa, where's Devil's Third? Come on. Oh, please, Devil's, Devil's Third. third. <laughs> Devil's Third. Forget yeah. all those other ones. I'm getting Devil's yeah, Third. Yeah, I want yeah. Devil's Third. Forget <laughs> so, about it. A buddy, a buddy recently asked me, he's like, you know, I got all these Wii U games, and, you know, should I save them? And they're all stuff that's been ported to the Switch. I'm like, no. Oh, play your Wii U. I'm like, he's like, not very much. I'm like, you have all the games already that already ported. I'm like, why are you, unless you're keeping this. For some downloaded content or something else. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've, like I've still got my Wii U and I'm keeping it, keeping it for Wind Waker and, you know, the Twilight Princess because those games are awesome. And now yeah. they have, they've added on the RetroTink 5X that I bought, yeah. they've added, um, full 1440p upscaling support so guess go. what i'm not even going to use the wii u with uh hdmi cables i'm going to use the component cables and upscale it to 1440p to even make it look even better than it does on the what the switch is going to look like if they ever put that game on the switch which at this point i don't know if they're going to or not but who knows what Nintendo's going to do I mean, but uh, it just aggravates me that people who didn't give two craps to the wind about the Wii U now all of a sudden is crying because the Wii U shop is coming down. I mean, I get it with the the 3DS because, you know, it's sold, I don't know, what? Well, I mean, closer to 100 million, if not a little bit more, but... um, but it also just has such an incredible library. But the mm-hmm. Wii U had droughts on top of droughts. Oh, I yeah. mean, there was nothing there, really. Um, and there's so. been a drought for five years on it. And it still <laughs> had the eShop on there. It's well, like... 3DS is the only one I'm really worried about. Um, uh, but uh, but I feel like, but again, I, I have what I have. I yeah. have what I want. Yep. You know, so. I have what I want. Uh, I've got a 64 gigabyte memory card in my 3DS with literally every digital game that I own downloaded to it. Now, yeah. you know, I mean, if the card I, goes I bad, only, I can download them again. That's not an I issue. Think I, only own a, I think I only own a handful of game digital games for 3DS. Oh, I, I own a ton like because they used yeah, to give them. They used to give them away like candy with with or, Club Nintendo. With Club yeah, with Nintendo. Club Nintendo, they yeah. used to yeah. give yeah. digital games yeah. away yeah. like crazy. That's what <laughs> yeah, most and and I think like at least half of the well, no. I'm thinking more of the other consoles where I have digital copies and physical copies. Yeah. Not three. I don't know. But it's it then you get people that just oh my gosh, just just go ahead and and hack your system and show Nintendo that you Nintendo don't care. Go ahead. They're not they haven't supported that system in five years. Oh my gosh. Let it go. But whatever. Um speaking yep. of Nintendo, uh they did have the Nintendo Direct. Um some highlights from it, uh, the Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Three Hopes, meh, it's fine. Uh, new uh, Mario Strikers, that seemed kind of cool. That looks cool, yeah. Um, Kirby uh, Last of Us looks pretty cool, but you can also become a car in that. 
That is uh, what they did. I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, okay, it's cool. He can, you know, become a vending machine. He can, you know, he can come over cars. It is cool, but it's like. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like uh, Mario getting different hats or costumes. It kind of is. Kirby version. Yeah. Um, we already talked about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 a little bit um, being announced. Um, Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe uh, Booster Course Pack. So they're not making a new Mario. They're just remaking all the maps for all the other Mario oh, Kart games. they were looking at Smash Bros. and thinking, oh, our DLC is ending there. Ah, wait. Mario Kart yeah. exists uh-huh. still. Honestly, I think it's because it has such a large install base. I mean, they've sold, what, 30 million, maybe yes. more? 40 yeah. million that's why. Yeah. Because they can sell like, DLC packs. Yeah, why would they? Yeah, why would they? <laughs> and, and it's part of that expanded, whatever they're calling that, uh, online. If you pay the oh, yeah. extra oh, that, 20 yeah. bucks or whatever, you can get that you know, with like, your sorry, online Sorry, Nintendo, thing. but no. I don't even pay for regular online anymore because it's not worth it. Yeah. I I pay for it because we have eight people and it costs us like three dollars a year. Sure. <laughs> That's we, yeah. I, even if I could pay three dollars a year, I probably still wouldn't. because I don't play any of the like NES or whatever games. I don't I either. I it's, don't play anything online. I don't even play my Switch much anymore at all. So specifically it's just like, for eh, cloud saves, that's usually yeah. really online. the only thing I do. Yeah, that's for. all I've ever used it for. Which is great if you have multiple Switches. But if you only yeah. have one Switch, then yeah, I don't really see a compelling yeah. argument for. I mean, and now I don't have multiple switches. Now me and Nikki have switches, so yeah, we would play co-op games together. Other than that, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we sports is back, which I forgot. I got the yeah. They have a demo this weekend. Yeah, yeah. and the the demo this weekend, and it's the most stupidest way they've rolled it out. They're doing them. You could play it for forty five minutes, and you can only play it like three different times a day, like at three yeah, o'clock, really seven good. o'clock, yeah, and yeah. like two in the morning or something yeah. crazy. Uh, it's it's Wii Sports, just remade for Switch, and it's the yeah. same thing. So we anyway, Sports, why? I don't why know. It matters. Let us play a demo of it. Yeah. Who cares? So <laughs> I, I totally forgot. I got home last night and was going to turn the Switch on and download it so I could play it. So I'm going to turn it on tonight and download it. So maybe whatever time tomorrow it's up, we could have five minutes to play it and go yep it's we sports we'll buy it when it comes out because it's we sports and we like bowling <laughs> well, like, well yeah just the actual sports that are in it is like yep that was in we sports that was in we sports yep. that was in there that was in like the you know thing like they're all none of them are really new no uh-uh. like, they're even it's just golf Except, is uh, later, but golf, in there too. It's just, uh, yeah uh what was it badminton is that's different and there was one other one but they were in the they were in a different not the original Wii Sports but like Wii Sports Two or whatever it was called right wasn't there like a second Wii Sports there was game Wii Sports that had Resort that? but I don't think it Resort, had Resort that's the most terrific okay think it I thought Wii it Sports was in there but... I don't Sports think... Club for a Wii U well Wii U Sports Club but I don't remember what was on that one I know golf yeah, was on that one. I think I've got that one. I think I bought it because it was cool because I could use the Wii Mote yeah. with the Wii tablet on the floor and my and my yeah. ball yeah. was on the tablet, you know, and I could yeah. yeah. Um let's see. It's not coming packaged with my Switch, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I'll buy it is because me and Nikki loved that, that stupid bowling game and now we wouldn't the have bowling to, was fun back yeah, in the day, but now with cool. more fidelity, maybe it'd be harder to cheese it. Maybe I don't know. I never used to do bowling uh, motions with it. I always do like weird side flicks for bowling, and you can get strikes once yeah. you figure out the exact <laughs> way to do it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. No Man's Sky is coming to the Switch. I'm anxious to see what that okay. looks like. When it I'm going to go with, uh, let's do a callback to earlier in the podcast. I have one question. How? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to see how, how, what that's all about. Um, As someone who put a stupid amount of hours into that game, I'm yeah. particularly excited, even though I'm still going to stick with the PC version. But yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to see something like that finally be there and uh i think it's gonna be a great game to just especially like right before bed just chill a little bit collect some things maybe you visit another planet and go to sleep i'm interested to see how well it runs and looks on the switch yeah Um, maybe they got it to run well who knows yeah who knows front missions uh remade for the nintendo switch i'm excited about that i like front missions um on uh oh shoot what was that on was it on super nes yeah, Super NES. Yeah. That's also had it on uh, PlayStation. Yeah, it was on PlayStation as well. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Earthbound. Everybody kind of was like, "Ooh, Earthbound! Earthbound's on the on the thing." If you like Earthbound, I've never been able to get. It's into just Earthbound. a collection. If they were doing a new Earthbound game, then sure. But yeah. just they're they're putting out the old games. I mean, you like them, great. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> once again, uh, a Sony game shows up on it. Major League Baseball 22. It's like, hey, Major League Baseball coming everywhere. We're putting it on Switch now. Awesome. Um, and Chrono Cross uh, is coming to Switch, but it's also coming to Xbox and PS5. I don't um, understand why they went with that instead of Chrono Trigger. That's super weird to me. I don't know. Is I, Chrono Trigger not already on the Switch somehow? Nope. Maybe not even nope. on the Super Nintendo service. Nope. Okay, I hadn't paid attention, so I just. Other than that, I'll finally be able to pick up my copy of Advance Wars I've had on pre-order for a while. It'll be out next month. Pre-order. Yeah, it was like March something. Yeah, it was in March. Yeah. I'm I didn't realize Way Forward was helping with that. Yeah, like, that's really cool. I'm kind of excited for that game. I mean, yeah, I know it's just a remake of the, you know, the Game Boy Advance version or the. Was it the events? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I, yeah. But I love those gotta games. Be. Why would they call it Advance Wars? Yeah, yeah. Well, they eventually brought it to the PS, but it was still called Advance Wars with some weird subtitles. Yeah, it was, and I couldn't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, I still love that. I love that game. I, know, I don't care. I never it, played it, them, but it looks cool. I might might try it. Yeah, I, I love them. I love those strategy games. So. Yeah, it's fun. So, so I, it's kind of like, like Wargroove. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. yeah, I've played other games that are like inspired by Advance Wars. You know that people like who liked Advance Wars made a game later like it, and I've liked those. So I'm sure I like this remake of Advance Wars. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna watch uh, wanna watch it, it was about 40 minutes long, and you can watch them do this weird. Uh, we're gonna play Wii Sports for five minutes, and we're gonna call it a game right now. It's like okay, that was weird. It was very weird and unnecessary, but. <laughs> Um, and of course we kind of talked about it when I talked about playing the game, the cyberpunk 1.5 patches out. Um, yeah, it was a, it's the headline says it's a 50 gigabyte update. Yeah. It's because it pretty much installs the whole game again on series S and X. It's like, I think the original install was like 62.7 and the, well, I haven't looked to see what the size on PC is for, if you're updating that version, I should look on steam and see what it tells me. I think after the 1.5, it's like 65.6. So it, it's literally re downloads, (laughs) literally, literally re downloads the entire game and then adds a bunch of extra stuff to it. Yeah. Um, 
So everybody that bought those physical copies of that game, on <laughs> here we go with preservation again. They'll have to come out with yeah. a new version of it because, you know, um, full games are not on uh, discs. I definitely want to try it again just from all the different stuff that they've changed, like how the driving uh, works, how like some of the gameplay balances, all the different just stuff that they've changed. And they did this about the only way they possibly could have of just like, They've put out a couple smaller updates over time, but then, like, we're just going to put a huge update together that was included with putting it on the, you know, PS5 and Series X all at once, and we'll just shadow drop it the day we announce it, so nobody has time to complain about it until things go wrong, which they kind of have a little bit. But, you know, that was the idea. If they'd put it out and said, oh, no, this whole patch is coming next month, then people would be like, well, come on, man. Well, what was was funny was is they announced... Hey, we're going to have a, a an announcement tomorrow, and then a lot of people went on the Xbox Store and noticed that the logo for the Series S and X version with the new cover art had changed on Cyberpunk, and they're like, "Oh, well, this must be coming out tomorrow." Because, and then all of a sudden, it changed back again. It was like they loaded something and went, "Whoops, we accidentally loaded it." Sorry, you know, yeah. my bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a much better game on consoles. Uh, I, I played one mission because, like I said, where I logged in and I had played maybe six or seven hours of it, so I was yeah. kind of into it. It was like, oh, wait a minute, I was right in the middle of this beginning mission. I don't remember what I'm doing. Oh, well, let me walk up a turn fine. And then I just went right on doing what I was doing. It just, it, it really runs and looks a whole lot better, so... I yeah, wish I'm curious to see. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to what they've done in all the updates. If the PC version's been optimized more or not, so if I can get more frames per second there on, than I did at launch or not, I have no idea. Yeah. But. Those notes are it's humongous. Old. I mean, it is just. They're huge. Yeah, yeah, there's huge. a lot, it's of, a stuff. lot of stuff. That... We made all these gameplay changes. We've added this. Yeah. We've added new apartments you can get. They've revamped how the like contract work with all the different i forget what they're called but the different like people in each district that you do missions for yeah. like that actually has a structure now which like whoa crazy yeah. that's cool we're not just like here's all of them all at once you have to unlock stuff apparently yeah. now. what weird <laughs> How, what <laughs> it's, but yeah it was it, it was it was crazy it was like okay i want to play it now i'm just going to buy it again with my points and yeah play it and i played it for two or three hours that night it was like yeah this it just feels it just feels better on console than it did at launch it just yeah it's like it was a good game that was bogged down by being released way too early for the console versions and barely passed with the pc version but even that probably could have used a little more time in the oven but the game itself also needed this whole like year plus however many months we're at now to hey maybe let's get the features correct on some of these things that we just kind of got in there to get it working now it's actually designed a little bit yeah 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 so but that's just a quick rundown of of news you know there's probably a couple other stories that i that we missed but hey if, if it's a slow news week the next show we do we'll pick them up but but yeah so and i'll have more time maybe to play something we'll see other than Sea of Thieves. So. Uh, guys, we're going to have to hack John's account so he can no longer access Sea of Thieves. And then maybe he can play something other than Sea of Thieves. I don't even remember what tro- what uh, achievement I unlocked the other day on Sea of Thieves. And, it's, and it amazes me when you go and you actually look at the trophies. And I don't know what other people do in the game. You know, I'm not out trophy hunting on that game or achievement hunting on that game, but I unlock stuff. And some of the, the achievements I unlocked 
like it's like let's see what one was this one oh it's called locate your missing ship on a sh on a lost shipment voyage only three percent of the people unlocked that literally all i did was go to the merchant pick up the the thing and then oh look i found the boat and that's all that's the whole purpose of the quest only three percent of the people have ever done that <laughs> how what yeah. a you, huh? you know what they're doing, John? They're murdering people. I guess, doing those. I guess that's all they're doing. <laughs> like, it's oh, like, wait. You want me to find a missing ship? Uh, can I kill anyone there? No. Okay. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> you know, like I found a map bundle floating in the water. I pulled it in and it was a, off of somebody's sunken ship that where they'd buried treasure at. Only 1% of anybody's done that. 1%? It's like, I didn't even try and I did it. You know, it was totally yeah. stumbled across. It's like, what is anybody doing in this game? Well, if it's a later thing that they added into the game, it's probably skewed by a bunch of people who played Sea of Thieves way back when and then haven't played it, but they're I still guess, part yeah. of the player base percentage calculation. So, but you know, the Pirate's Life thing, well, it finally got above 10%. You know, when I unlocked it, it was a rare achievement too, but it was only like 4% of the people did it. It's like, wow, that was a whole content patch and nobody did it. Now, like I said, now it's up to 10%, but still, it's like 10%. They had 25 million people have played that game and only 10% of them unlocked that one achievement. So all you had to do was play the first uh, tall tale of the Pirate's Life. It's like, what have y'all been doing? I guess just driving around or boating around killing everybody um crazy. yeah it's like you, some of those achievements that you just stumble upon because you did something it's like well what was these other 85 percent of the player base has a be a jerk achievement i guess that's the only thing i can come up with it's crazy <laughs> but that's all right i still like it so it's fine they can they can be jerks i i've i've seemed to have navigated them so yeah they're the gonna hear part. you now john they're gonna find you again oh yeah they probably will i mean you know it's like i said the other day i just happened to stroll upon him and it was just weird because he wasn't even flying the flag all of a sudden i thought he was i thought he wasn't watching where he was going i thought he was gonna hit me i was like no i stopped and he was like oh no i'm just gonna blow you out of the water okay for what i didn't have anything <laughs> go ahead kill me i don't got nothing i was on my way back to the port anyway so no big deal just made my life a little took me a little longer to get there but whatever all right, guys. Well, we're going to call that a show. If nobody's got anything else uh, going on that they want to talk about or anything like that. So. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Like I said, yep. we'll try to tweet out a couple hours before we have a show. This week, I only got it out an hour before. Um, <laughs> but I did get it out. That's all that matters. That's all uh, that matters. Yeah. But, but yeah, so a lot of things going on, so... Um, we should be back in two weeks if all goes well, um, fingers crossed. Um, but like I say, follow us on Twitter at GL underscore podcast, or just subscribe on YouTube or Twitch or wherever you watch it at to, so you'll know, uh, when we go live, um, if you want to come live and hang out with us. And like I say, if not, if you're on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it at, you'll get it when I put it up the next day. So no big deal. So. <laughs> all right guys well thanks a lot for hanging out with us and listening and we will catch you guys next time take care see you later bye-bye
podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.